Blog Talk Radio. Mozart, think Mozart, huh? 
The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they medulla, they sharp, man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Explorer Brother Red, KT the Arch Degree, okay? Welcome back on another wonderful evening of Know the Ledge Radio. All right, welcome back for another monumental so I'm super stoked, super excited to be embarking on this particular journey tonight. You know, I've been speaking about the need and the necessity to hear from our youth for a long time. You know, I just wanted to do a show that was dedicated to the youth, but not only speaking about the youth, but speaking to the youth, you know, and letting the youth speak, let the youth be heard, you know what I'm saying? Let the youth actually be the ones that are at the forefront um, speaking to the adults because they have their own ideas. You know what I'm saying? They have their own version of how they view and perceive the world. And I don't think that we take enough time to find out what exactly that is. So hopefully tonight will give us some insight into that. Uh, We have a young phenom just coming on the program, observing his brother for a minute on social media the moves that he makes, um, the impact, you know what I'm saying, and his aspirations, the things that he wants to do, you know, what his goals and his ambitions are to bring change to this world. And his brother uh, is a nine-year-old named King Na, okay, out of Newark, New Jersey. So we're going to have him on the program tonight. Uh, Hopefully, you know, if the parents are listening and you have children in the home, if you have nieces and nephews, uh, you know, cousins, children that you naturally just care about, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully that you, you'll you also allow them to listen to this program. And when we get into the question and answer segment, I won't even, uh, you know, it won't be too late, you know what I'm saying? We'll probably do it after the 10 o'clock hour sometime. You can allow your children to call in and actually dialogue with the brother directly as well, ask questions, or, you know, just let their voice be heard. You know what I'm saying? I know that they have a lot on their minds. I know that the way that they perceive things is somewhat different, and that's what we want to get to. You know, we want to hear directly from the babies, okay? So let's 
So just give me a second, family. I'm just going to wait. Hold on with the check shit I say to see. My co-hosts have showed up. The chat room is open. All right, so I'm still waiting on my co-hosts. They should be here. Any second now. Let me send this tweet out real quick. And you can do the same, family, if you're on your Facebook. You can hit the share button. You can post it on your Instagram. Send a tweet out. Whatever you need to do, send a smoke signal out. Let them know that you're here in the building. All right? I guess I should get some of these announcements out of the way in the meantime. All right? Um, This weekend in New York City, on Sunday at the National Black Theater, they have a tribute to Dr. Ben. Okay? Tribute for Dr. Ben is going to feature a litany of different speakers. All right. I think uh, the brother Sarah said he's supposed to be in the building. Um, Brother Reggie, Shaka Atmos, Tosh Tariq Bay, Dr. Jeffries, uh, Brother Infidisi, Professor Smalls, and also uh, Professor Kaba, Brother Samaj, okay, Brother Polite, going to be in the building. A tribute to the man, the legend, the nature, Dr. Ben. Okay, this is Sunday, April 19th, at the National Black Theater. Doors open at 3.30 p.m. Okay. If you need any further information, you can call six four six six seven six seventy one forty seven. All right. So let's see. Send this tweet out real quick. Yeah. Um Peace, first and foremost, to the brother. What's his name? He made the song. Just that pain. Donnie Kemp. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, the brother that gave us the, uh, his smash just got paid. It's Friday night. So here we are, Friday night. I ain't sending respects to the brother. May he rest in power as well. All right? And also, while we at it, let us not forget we lost a giant. This this week, okay, we want to send a strong rest of power to our brother Bill Withers. Okay, who was responsible for Smash This, Ain't No Sunshine, Lean On Me, All right, and a few others. He had a very short career in the music industry. He got in and got out, but it was impactful nonetheless. All right, so definitely want to pay that brother some homage. Okay. Just send these posts out. Refresh the chat.
chat room is open. Yeah, shout out to everybody who joined us on last Tuesday's show. Of course, shout out to Raku, the Cosmo Physician. Okay? That show's in the archive as well. You can check that out. All right, let's see. KT, if you're in the building, press 1 on your phone. Give me one second. You have reached the voice mailbox of 347-650-0150. All right. Yes, indeed. Okay, the chat is open. It's filling up. Yeah, so the need and necessity for tonight's show kind of like hit me like a ton of bricks. I was on Facebook earlier, and I seen a post, you know, and this post was, it was a clip, an excerpt from Snoop Dogg, all right? Or oh, it was a TV show dealing with Snoop Dogg. I think the TV show was about him following his son's career in football. You know what I'm saying? So this particular clip um, from the show is his son expressing the, I don't want to say, you know, he was just saying, look, man, I have a wonderful family. I'm blessed. I'm gifted. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I have both of my parents. I'm just, you know, truly in a, in, in a wonderful position. But what he would like more is a level of affection from his father that's not. When we hear affection, of course, we start signing all of these images in our minds about other things, but, you know, the natural love between a father and a son, you know, he said that his father does not even tell him that he loves him. You know what I'm saying? Um, And we know that because of where Snoop is from, you know, that there's this particular perceived level of distance that, men supposed to have from one another, quote-unquote. And I read an interview recently with Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar was saying that he had to take the position on his album of being the voice for the voiceless, you know what I'm saying, speaking of a lot of emotion that people normally and regularly go through in these streets because it's not allowed where he comes from for people to be, quote-unquote, vulnerable like that. You know what I'm saying? To actually speak about things that are heartfelt and, you know, if you actually, you know, might be affected in a particular way from a loss of life and you want to cry or, you know, you want to express yourself, you're not allowed to do that. That's perceived as weakness. So I'm seeing, you know, that brother being a native of Compton, Snoop coming from this same environment, he might have been raised under that same particular ideology 
on those same conditions. And as a result, you know, he has brought a particular attitude not only into hip-hop, but, you know, hip-hop is the canopy, but the whole world has been affected by this particular ideology. And, of course, you know, his position in regards to females, we already know, you know, you don't let them hoes or what have you, and there's a certain level of disdain there. But even when it comes to his own son, he says that in order to prepare him for this world that's rough and tough, you know, he can't show him that level of love and affection that a father would normally show to their son because he doesn't want to make his son, quote unquote, soft in a hard world. Even taking into account that his son is not growing up or living under the same conditions that he had to. You feel me? And the son is also in sports. So, you know, I don't necessarily think that your son is going to be soft playing in a contact sport repetitiously. And that's his son's life. I understand that he's going to college for that and everything. So this is pretty much what he's dedicated himself to. So, you know, I thought it was necessary that we have these conversations with these children to really find out, you know, what's on the mind of the youth. Like, what are they lacking in? You know what I'm saying? What are they looking for? You know what I'm saying? Being complimented in their particular life that, you know, they're very appreciative of. What are we doing right versus what's not being done. I don't want to say what we're doing wrong, you know what I'm saying? Because some things are just not being done at all. And this young brother has a penchant for speaking to these topics and just striking the chord with his audience for being the voice for the voiceless, you know? And outside of him, and this other young brother, kid president, you know, and there's about two other or three other people that I've seen on YouTube that have really been able to take this position to speak for those, you know, that are voiceless, you know what I'm saying? And they represent a whole new generation of young avatars. You know, we often speak about the crystals and the indigos and the rainbows and all of these things, but I don't see nobody going to these children that's supposed to be so brilliant and, and such child prodigies and asking them anything, you know, we take the position of always speaking for them, you know what I'm saying, and speaking at them, but nobody wants to speak to them. So I'm like, why not just go directly to these children? Why not go directly to the babies and let them speak for themselves? And for once, we can be sitting in the audience listening, you know what I'm saying? So tonight is going to be that night. I also want to send a shout-out and commend this young sister, a 16-year-old actress named uh, Amanda Stenberg, and she's an actress from The Hunger Games, what I understand. And she put out a beautiful video the other day dealing with cultural appropriation versus cultural exchange, all right? And the tagline of the video is, what would America be like if we loved black people as much as we love black culture? So sitting there and listening to this young sister speak, 
in her articulation and the clarity of her thought and her position, you know, I was like, man, people need to spend a lot more time speaking to these babies because the babies is way sharper than we give them credit for. You know, they have a very unique perspective on how they see the world, what it is that they're seeing. So I'm going to open up the line for my co-host real quick. All right. Call up from the 347-650. Peace. Peace to the family. Peace to the family. It's your brother Red Bill, reporting live and direct. Uh, pardon me for the tardiness, but I'm, I'm in the building. Uh, yeah, bro, I, I agree with everything that you're saying about these prodigies. And um, I'm honored to uh, be in a position to even have this platform to afford them, you know, the actual platform to be heard and seen around the world. You know, it is very important. It is, it is of the utmost importance that the the young ones amongst us, the crystals and the indigos and the ancestors who have returned, you know, um, the young Heirus, it's very important that we give them a platform to be heard because there are millions of, you know, children on this planet right now that, you know, they need answers as well. They need they need they need to see some light. They need to hear something that speaks to their that you know, to their souls, to the truth in them. So you know. Right. Um so you're in street tonight. I get a lot of phone calls and you know, even um personal altercations when, when I run into people you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, they they just don't have the answers anymore. They kind of like ready to throw in the towel. They're like, yo, like what's left? Like what do we do? You know what I'm saying? Like how do we work ourselves out of this particular situation? And they can't pretty much seem to um, come up with an original thought. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a challenge, you know, challenges are unique and you start looking at the resources that you have around you, you know what I'm saying, and you start digging into yourself and you come up with some sort of solution. You just don't stay stewing, you know, in, 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 in the stew. You yeah. kind of break out of that mold and it's supposed to make you pull the best out of you and rise to your highest of callings. But I'm seeing somewhat of, of the opposite. I don't know whether it's chemtrails, I don't know whether it's the diet, you feel me? I don't know whether it's the psychological program, the chip, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what mm-hmm. it is that has resulted in people, like, not coming up with any responses whatsoever, you know? But as I'm looking at the world news and the global news, I'm seeing an increase in marches. I'm seeing, you know, uh, an increase in a level of outcry. And I've made my position clear on this program, and I'll say it again. For somebody who's not willing to do nothing, they're in no position to criticize somebody that's willing to at least go outside and, and, and press the line. You feel me? Whether you think that's effective or not, you know, those people are making themselves present, and that's what they know. So they're going to act on that. But they, they still got to get past the level of fear to act on that. I think the people that are frozen are still frozen in fear. You know, so 
I do feel that it's necessary to speak to the babies at this point, you know, because one of them could very well be sitting in the audience with, you know, that grand idea. If we set a yes. shark tank up for children, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm sure that you will be floored by some of the ideas that they'll be able to come in there with. And like I said, you know, my timeline is not flooded every now and then and more so now than, than, than before. You know, I'm seeing these stories of these young prodigies, these child prodigies. They're always filtering through the 10-year-old entrepreneurs, the 13-year-old entrepreneurs. You know what I'm saying? The, the children that are going and excelling to, uh, you know, academic uh, academies or what have you at young ages, and majority of these children are homeschooled to begin with. So, you know, we're going to talk about uh, a litany of topics as it pertains to these children, you know what I'm saying? Or should I say that we're going to ask questions of this young brother and we're going to listen, you know, to what the children have to say. So, I don't know if you have any announcements that you got to make real quick. Nope. Not off the top right All now. Right. Uh, if anything comes up, we'll cover it at the end of the show. Okay, let me read the description and we're going to get into it. So join us tonight on Over Ledge for another monumental episode. We will introduce to the platform for the very first time, child prodigy King Na. King Na, a nine-year-old motivational speaker, has a very ambitious campaign he has embarked on, and that is to deliver a message globally that will motivate our children to reach for their higher purpose. He has created a crowdfunding campaign to assist in his mission called Children Are the Future. All right, family? So tune in tonight to find out about the status of his campaign and the plans he has ahead. All right, so I see the family in the call queue. Uh, Brother King Na, can you press one of your phone? And I'm going to bring you in. All right, just going to give him a second. Yeah, in the meantime, the family could share on their social media uh, the flyers. You know, spread it around. Let them know that it's live on air right now. And um, the young God is about to come through. Indeed. Yes. Okay, let me just open up the line because I see him sitting in queue. I don't know if he knows to press one yet. Call off in the 862-942-944. Brother King Nas, is it you? Peace. Yes. Greetings. Greetings. Peace, peace, young gods. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Thanks, and I'm glad to be on the show. Absolutely. It's an honor to have you here this evening, you know, as I've told the audience and I've told you yourself, but I will also reiterate, you know, we've been following your work for some time. You know, we're very impressed by what we've seen thus far. Um, you know, so I, I just felt it very necessary that we have this conversation to bring you to the attention of our audience, some of which may know about you and some of which are probably being introduced for the very first time. So I just want you to give them, you know, a brief biography of who you are, 
where you came from and what motivated you to do what you're doing right now? Well, some really motivated me to like do inspiring things by different people is you know when you walk on the street and you see so many people struggling, hurt, down, exhausted. And I was tired of seeing my people hurt. I was tired of seeing people exhausted and wanting to do new things. So I decided to start doing right. motivational speaking. So then I started to inspire different people. It didn't really became something that I really liked doing. So then I started doing it more often. And that's what really inspired me to do it more. Indeed. Indeed. What has been your reception so far? Like, how are people receiving your message? May you please repeat that question? I said, how have people been receiving you so far in terms of your message? Um, how are people receiving me so far? In key of my message, I yeah, like when okay, I'm listening. Okay, um, may you please repeat? Excuse me. You said you need me to repeat it? Yes. Yeah. You said what now? Let me put repeat it. Okay. No, I said this message that you've been bringing to people, right, how have the people been receiving it? And also, you know, are you only bringing this information to children or are you speaking to parents as well? Well, um, I'm bringing my message to both. Cause if I just send my message to, if I just send my message to grownups or just kids, one one group, one one group of like grownups won't be getting that message and won't be and won't be getting the power or the knowledge that I'm trying to send to them. And then if I'm just talking to the kids, then the kids will only know. So that's why I try to reach out to both. That's why I try to reach out to both when I'm inspiring or talking to different people. Indeed. In your own personal um, surroundings, because I, I do understand you go to school, correct? Yes. Hmm? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. So how has your message been received at school amongst your peers? You know? What do you mean by that? How has your message been received in school amongst the, the children that you go to school with? You know? Like the people in school with you and your age group and things of that nature? Well, it really depends on how they really see it. You get me? Like, do you get it? Yes. It really depends on how they see it and how they take it. If they take it as a negative way 
or if they take it as a positive way. And then and then it depends on if they like the message that I'm trying to send to them. Okay, so there's been um, certain times where they don't like everything that you have to say? Yeah, certain certain people sometimes like kids or it's a lot of gr- it's a lot of grown ups that really don't like what I'm trying to say or like get offended when when I do like speak. And why do you think that is? <clears throat> well, it's because some people they they're like a it's like some people. And I'm trying to give a message out, and they're uncomfortable right. with it, and then they're uncomfortable with it, and they don't feel comfortable, or they don't think, or they think that it's wrong. They might disagree with that, because they're not, because they're not comfortable with it, or they're not, right. or or they think, or they're, or they're thinking that I was wrong, and they have to correct me. So it's really okay if people disagree. Because the lessons that could be learned, it could probably be something that I said in a sentence that I don't like, or it could probably be something that I said why. It could probably be something that I was doing while I was talking. But at the end of the day, it depends on how they see it. Indeed. Indeed. And from you being around children your age, from you talking to children your age, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing children, you know, today in the world? The biggest challenge is them listening to listening to certain music and watching certain shows. That's their biggest challenge. And, and that's their biggest challenge because when you look at a child... <clears throat> And he's listening to a type of violent music. That that violent that violent subject or thing that he's listening to, it gets diagnosed into his brain. He starts to he starts to remember it and he starts to accomplish it, to do what that song said. And it only and it only depends on if he thought what the song said was cool or what the video did was cool. And plus, they're going to be a copycat of it. That's what a lot of us are, copycats. So that's what, that's what their biggest problem is. Wow. And, I mean, from your viewpoint, what can we possibly do about that? You know what I'm saying? Because <clears throat> is, it, is it, you know... Are we to think that children are not going to listen to music, or they're not going to listen to the radio or turn on the TV? Do you have any plans on what we can do about that? I'm glad you asked that question. Because when people listen to different music that's violent or relates to violence, of course they're going to listen to that. But the way that we can make positive music spread and like music with a lot of dignity and successful stuff in it, you have to mm-hmm. put the hip hop there that they want. 
it has to really it ha- you have to really rap it for them. You have to you have to really make it sound cool, but it also has to be inspiring. It can be like hip hop and motivation at the same time. You go rap, you got the beat right. and everything. So like say for instance, like example, if if this this person ain't dropping gangster music, right? And right. then it's this other person that wants to redo the song but in a positive way. And if the beat sounds if the song sounds good for that child or they like the beat to it or it has their type of stuff in it, that's what they're going to listen to. Because if a child, and that's what the children really do. When they listen to the song, they don't listen They don't listen to anything in the song. They don't listen to anything. What they really listen to is the violence in it. So even if we spread motivational, the motivational song, of course they're not going to listen to whatever else is around it. They're just going to listen to the message that's being delivered or sent to them. And from what I understand, um, you kind of started all of this out by by rapping initially, right? How old were you? How old am I? No, how old were you when you started on your campaign and, and you started rapping? <clears throat> well... I was four at the time. Four was when I was practicing, just rapping in the mirror, making noises, different things. So that's where rapping came from. It really originally came from my father to me. But when I was four, that's when I really started to practice. That's when I really started because I wanted to do it. Then I started to grow and grow. And then that's when my father started my YouTube channel. And he started my channel and everything. So then I started looking up different things in my channel, doing different things, and it it made me want to do more stuff. It made me want to do more videos. And at the time, it wasn't like, it wasn't as such as serious as it was. It was like playful, joyful, and and that's what the channel has to be. It has to be playful and joyful, but at the same time, at the same at the same time, it still has to deliver a message. So it was just KPV, Kids Point of View TV at the time. So then, like I said, it inspired me to want to do more stuff. So then that's when I started to speak. Speaking was something that originally came from me. Acting was something that I expressed all the time. When the camera gets in front of me, it's, it's, like, it's like, okay, I have to play this role or I have to do this, do that. Everything inspired me to, like my channel inspired me to do different things. And not just my channel, the people that I, the people that I see outside and, and the people that I see in different races, like even if they're struggling with something. Hmm. So are we going to be Receiving an album from you anytime? <clears throat> well, yeah, I'm. I'm still trying to work on a song because my dad said that he wants me to write like a cool song that he thinks that the children might like. 
and I'm still trying to work on it. Because, and my album is probably going to be out in a couple of years from now. Because I'm probably, because I'm still working on my songs and stuff. Right now, I only have two out. So, yeah, like I said, it's probably going to be out from, probably going to be out in a year or something like that. Right, so you're two songs deep on your album. Of course it'll be on my album. You had a little ways to go. Excuse me? And I said you're, you're, you're two songs deep into your album. You got a little ways to go. True. Absolutely. And, you know, tell me about your experiences um, interacting, connecting uh speaking to other children your age that are doing things. Like, speak about, I want you to talk about your campaign. What is your campaign? What's the focus of your campaign? Okay, well, like, me interacting with different children and my experiences, it was, it was like an easy, it was like an easy experience and a cool experience because I get to express, I get to talk, and they get to interact with me, and we get to talk with each other. And we can find different things out, and we and they talk about what they want to do. It's like, a, it's, ha, it's like having a normal conversation with someone who really wants to do this thing, with someone who really wants to be confident, stand up, and be proud, and who has, and who has I don't know how to pronounce the word, but it's like, it's like confident enough to like to be great and to do something new instead of doing the same thing over and over again. And my campaign is I'm trying to work on the movie. I'm trying to get this movie, but we haven't had, but we didn't get enough donations for the movie yet or the vehicle. So we're still trying to work on the Indiegogo campaign. It's and. The campaign is the movie is going to be called Children of the Future. If we do get it out, it's going to be called Children of the Future. And the message of Children of the Future is going to show parents and different kids that it's going to show parents that kids can really create. Kids can really get out in the world and explore. Kids can do different things instead of just running around in the park and play with toys. And it's going to show kids that you can really be something, that you could be great, that you could create different things, and that you could invent, even if you're a kid. And so, right. you can go by the blue pill. No, I just wanted to say, you know, because um, I get, I see a lot of things that come down my timeline in regards to children that are entrepreneurs and graduating early and just child prodigies, have you been reaching out to any of them? Have you connected with them? You know what I'm saying? Before you started the campaign, like, have you plugged into any of these prodigies? Are they all on board as of yet? Not, not, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say like right, right now. 
but it will probably be coming soon. Okay. But you, you, you do have an idea who you're targeting in terms of, you know, I want to reach out to this person. I want to go and see this person and interview them. Oh, definitely. Correct. Definitely. Yes, definitely. I do right. have different people. I definitely have I definitely have different people who I want to meet or who I want to reach out to. Like, I want to, like, I, I always tell my dad that I want to meet Eminem. And because I hear some of the songs, some are inspiring, some are fun, some are crazy. And I said, I always said I want to meet Eminem and a couple other different people because I want to see beyond what I can see. I want to do beyond what I can do, if you get what I mean. I do, absolutely. You're trying or you're looking to get to the depth of their character and, you know, ask the questions that only you can ask to get a full understanding of what pushes these people and, and, you know, how they think and come up with the ideas that we hear in the music, you know, correct? Definitely. Cool. Cool. And also, from what I understand, you know, your target is not only to bring forth the prodigies and talk about what they do, but you're also going to get into their family, correct? Like who their parents are, how these children were raised, and what went into the, the, the molding of their genius. Definitely. You have when when you're dealing with, like, different things, you have to get, well, you don't have to get in, into the story, but you could ask questions, or you could ask different things about that child, or different things about that artist. As long as it's comfortable, as long as it's comfortable with the parents answering or the children answering, it has to be comfortable. You have to check in first with them if it's comfortable. Right. If they really feel like expressing that. Cool. I was looking at one of your videos um, earlier, and you were talking about you were getting ready to go to Los Angeles for the very first time. Did you get a chance to do that? Excuse me? I said I was I was looking at one of your videos earlier and you were speaking about going to LA to Los Angeles. Right? Yeah. Did you get what a chance to, to make that? You can go. You can go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. Well, I didn't go there yet, but I am going to go there pretty soon. Pretty soon is really, it's coming up, and it's coming up, and I'm I'm excited to travel, but I'm still kind of shaky on going on a plane, because I've never been on a plane. I have to ask my father what is it like on a plane to be like 100 <laughs> feet up in the air. To me, I think it's going to be scary. You're gonna be alright, man. You know, um But you know a I lot of they, dangerous things huh? happen on the plane. You know a lot of dangerous they things do. happen on the plane though. They do, but this is what I want you to do, okay? 
You have to understand that. Hold on. Let me tell you. There are 7 billion people on this planet. Okay? Yes. There's only one king now. So you have to know that everything that is destined for you is destined for you. You know what I'm saying? So you can see things that are happening to people all around you, but don't ever accept those things as your reality. So the one time that something is never going to happen on a plane is when you're on it. That's how you have to always think. That's what I always say. I always say it's only one me and no one else can be me. Well, they probably could, but if they're trying to be, they have to be something better than me. And even if they try to be me, they're still not going to have my exact personality. They're not going to have the exact way I talk. They're not going to have the exact way I pronounce things. They're not going to know how I do things, what I do, and how I do it. So it's really kind of hard to be just just like someone when you really don't know everything about them. And just to let other people know, I'm not only going to L.A., I'm going to different places like Africa, Chicago, and a couple other different places. And Bermuda. And Bermuda? Yes. <laughs> wow. So tell me about these, um, you know, these opportunities that have popped up for you out of the country. They They want you to come to Africa? Yes, they booked me. Hmm? Yes, they booked me to come. Oh, wow. Wow. And what part of Africa are you going to, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I forgot what side it is, but I know the name of it, Tanzania. Tanzania, Africa. Tanzania, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Tanzania is a beautiful place from what I hear. I know. I saw the pictures and the children. And you know how we call rich and, like, you know how we call rich and how we call different things rich? In Tanzania, things look like rich, rich. And... It doesn't even look rich, though. It looks like great. It looks organized. It looks beautiful. The rooms are just beautiful. And I'm talking straight beautiful. (laughs) Something like that I've never seen before. Yes, sir. Brother King, now, I had a meeting um, with a sister yesterday. She just visited Africa, and she told me the same thing that you're saying. She said the minute she stepped off of the plane, she all of her or three three misconceptions of Africa were completely uh, taken away. She said the city was as modernized as any city in America. Um, the business they were doing business, people were actually, you know, doing you know successful commerce, uh, group economics, working together, supporting each other. She said the Africans there support each other, you know, over other races. They do have a a lot of unity. 
Yes, yes, a lot of community. And they are looking forward to... Say that again? He said unity, yes. Yes. But they're looking forward to the brothers and sisters from America to come over there and to do business, to add on and add, you know, to be technicians and um, solve problems, fill in voids and start companies that are going to uh, take advantage of things that need to be done because we're in a more technologically advanced situation here, you know, but they were saying that they don't need help like that. Like they have the help. They're not sitting there waiting for us to come and rescue them or, you know, um, flying with our capes. They're like, you know, we, we're here. We live amongst abundance. There's all kind of minerals and resources and things that you will be able to utilize and use for your betterment. And by doing such, you will help us become better in our existence, you know, and, and it's reciprocal. So there has to be an active movement of people that are on the grounds of Africa that could report back the real story about what's going on over there opportunity-wise and, um, so you know, just social-wise and everything, the cultural exchange, you know, so I salute you, brother. I know it's going to be a life-changing experience, one that's going to elevate you to a more higher frequency than, than the higher one that you're on at this moment. So I look forward to hearing your report when you come back and share with the family the Africa report. Definitely I am looking forward. And I'm probably going to take some pictures while, I, while, while I'm there. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, as as a, oh, go ahead. I just wanted to ask, do you mind if I ask him? Because I met you and I met your father before when I met you for the first time when we were in Newark. And I know that your father is a, um, you know, he's a professional videographer. I just wanted to know, are you documenting, you know, everything that you're doing? If you don't mind me asking. What do you mean like that? I mean, what do you mean? Like, are you, you know, are you, are you documenting your, your journey, your rise, you know, just your are you, are you filming everything? Are you taping everything as you go along step by step? Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely document different things. Like, I mean, like, what's a trip? What's a, what's a, like, successful trip without taking the pictures? What's a successful trip about not, not without videos? You have to you have to take videos, you have to tape, and you, cause you have to show the culture. You have to sh- you have to show you have to show the culture. You have to show the beauty of it. You have to show a couple right. different things, so so people so people can say, "Wow, that's so beautiful! Wow, they are they really have Mom, to Oh Lord. That's your first ball for the night, man. Dude, brother. Can you explain to him what we just did? I don't want him to be frightened. Wait, can I say one thing? Yes, yes sir. absolutely. That was awesome. I mean <laughs> awesome. When I say awesome, I really mean awesome. <laughs> I love oh, that. Man. That's classic. 
So, you know, Red Red just made mention of Newark, you know what I'm saying? And I also had the opportunity to watch a video of you in Newark speaking to uh, the mother of a young man who was murdered, you know, who was shot outside of one of your venues. Can you tell the story about what exactly happened? At while I was speaking, or while I was talking to the mother. Um, just the entire situation. You know, what what venue were you at? What led up to this um, particular incident where this young man lost his life? And then you can sum it up and, and go into the story with the mother, Miss right. Miss Perkett. So I was just speaking, sit, everyone sitting down, I'm speaking, and suddenly we hear a, a loud noise. We didn't know what it was. It was like, it was like that type of noise. And then everyone was just looking around, looking where it was. So then I'm still speaking, right? I'm still speaking, right? And my father goes outside, right? Yes. So he goes outside. My father checks what it is. And he sees a whole bunch of ambulance, cops, detectives all around. And then it's just a, a dead body on the steps. So then I come outside to see some of it, but then it's like no one was there anymore. People were still there trying to investigate, but no one was really there no more. The body wasn't there, nothing. And then it was like, it was like a military base weapon that the person had who for whoever shot Sherrod. Then me and my dad went to go look at the stairs. The whole the whole stair was chipped. The, the stairs was chipped by the by the firing of the by the firing of the bullet. So then we get a call from Miss Parquette. She says she would like to talk to me and see me. So then we go to the house, we talk to her. And then that's when we shot the video of it, of me and her talking. So when the video was done, we kind of talked a little more, talked to each other about different things. So then she said, thank you. And as you know, we had Shiraz's daughter. As you know, we had Shiraz's daughter, very talented, very creative, very calm and cool, and very nice, too, playful, joyful. So then... We just sit down, we, we eat we eat some snacks and chips and we just relax for a while. And then and then um they start talking how they say I might be on the next Oprah show and stuff. Huh. She told you some pretty, you know, heavy, heartfelt things. It almost brought me to tears. Uh, can you speak about you know, that experience, how was it like speaking to his mother? You know what I'm saying? She told a story about her child. He had been shot three different times, correct? Um, yeah, yeah. It was kind of sad, now, though. But yes. when I agreed with her when she said that he has a purpose on this earth, because she said they tried to take you down once, tried to take you down twice, but 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 he was still alive, so I definitely agree with her on that one. 
but it was kind of heartbreaking the story because it's boring. Because I mean, the, let me pronounce that right. The story was so like sad and harsh. He he had to he had to have a bag, and it was a very sad story. And I I wouldn't get anyone to really do that though. But Sherrod sounds like a great person and an intelligent person and a person that wants to make someone proud. Indeed. Um, so, you know, as she said, you know, you you now walk with that particular spirit. You know, her son is looking over you and guiding you and making sure that, you know, your steps are going to be, you know, even that much more powerful and, and, and magnified on this planet. Uh, do you often feel that you have a spiritual support system, you know, that the ancestors are with you? What do you mean in terms of that? Hmm? What do you mean by that? Um, you know, a lot of our people are frozen, you know what I'm saying, because some of the majority of our people have these fears, you know what I'm saying, and fears come from different places, you know, just how children are scared of the boogeyman and things of that nature, you know, grown folks are still scared of the boogeyman as well. But then there are other children that are fearless, you know, some because of the things that they've been through, some because of their convictions, and some, you know, they feel that they just have uh, a support, you know what I'm saying, from beyond. It's almost like a, a superpower, supernatural force, you know what I'm saying, that's guiding their mission yeah, and their direction. I get what you mean. Like, yeah, I definitely think that someone guides me. Can't make They can't make what you say exact happen, but they guide and they change it. And they give you like a luck, like a good luck of it, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yes, you know. So we're just trying to get an idea of what makes a young child such as yourself growing up in Newark, New Jersey, you know, where the media likes to, um, you know what I'm saying, report on all of the bad things, the quote-unquote bad things that happen in that place. And if somebody were looking from another place in the country and they would turn on their TV and hear about Newark, it would probably be a kind of spooky place for them. You know what I'm saying? But this is the environment that you live in, and you're able to be very productive at a young age, and you're able to get out on the forefront and at do the end things. Of the day, that, at the end of yes. the day, you really have to understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to call us out, and and they're tr- and they're trying to say that we're this type of person and we're that type of person. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that we're kind of proving their point by by the way that we do things and at the way that not the way that we conduct ourselves. That's why we have to try it to work. That's why we have to try it to work in our act. That's why we have to try to stop being cool, like. 
I can I I could be cool, but at the end of the day, I can still conduct myself in the right day. I can I can still conduct myself at the end of the day. Absolutely. When I see you on your videos, I say that young brother's cool. You understand? You have your own coolness. Um, yeah. Why do you think that other children are not haven't been able to find? their own coolness or their own voice and they follow other people's idea of coolness? Well, they, I wouldn't say that they do have their own coolness because they really don't. Their coolness is like their Jordans on, just sagging and being them. That's their type of coolness. But they have to understand you can wear a suit in style. You can wear a suit and still be cool with it. You have to find your own way of being cool. You can wear a suit. You can wear a suit many different ways. And you can wear a suit many different ways and you can still be cool in it. It still depends. It depends on how you see yourself as cool with that suit on. When I wear my suit, I think I look good in my suit. I think I look cool in my suit. I think I think my suit is like cool because my suit matches with me and my suit really brings my look out. It really brings my look out, if you know what I mean. It brings out the it brings out me. And then yeah, I feel the same way about my suit, bro. I I I, I totally can relate. It brings out my real brings like my out my Spider-Man real, outfit. Excuse me. It's like when Spider-Man puts on his outfit or when Superman puts on his uniform. Just, yep. It you know, turns you into that and turns you into something totally different. But you have you, to understand. But, but you have to know, Peter Parker, Peter Parker is only Spider-Man once he put that suit on. When, when, when Peter don't put that suit on, he ain't Spider-Man. And Bruce Wayne is only Batman when he puts that Batman <laughs> suit on. Oh, man. Okay, follow up. And what about Superman? Soup. Wait, what's his real name? His real name in the movie? Oh, Kyle. Kyle? Yes. Well, Kyle Ka- is only Kyle is only Kyle once he put that Superman suit on. That's right. That's when he changes. When Kyle throw that Superman suit on, he's a bird. He's a plane. No, he's Superman. He's Superman. <laughs> he's no longer Kyle. Kyle has left him. Now he's Superman. Once he got that suit on. There you go. That's right. Absolutely. So then, so then I guess King Na, so then I guess Naim Hudson is not Naim Hudson once he puts the suit on, I guess. That's right. So, you know, what can we do? Like, let's imagine that there are children listening to this episode right now. If you had a message for them, for them to find their own level of coolness, you know what I'm saying? What would it be that you would tell them? 
how would they go about doing that? Well, you could wear a suit. You could wear your Jordans. If you, if that's the way that you feel cool in your suit by wearing your Jordans in your suit, and like a, and another way, when you wear a suit, you don't have to wear a full suit. You can just wear a suit jacket, suit pants, and some different sneakers and a different shirt. Because some people think that you have to really wear a full suit. And then even if you do wear a full suit, you can have a different things on in style. You can have your glasses on. Yeah, that that would definitely match a suit, a suit and some dark glasses. You can start with that. Just walk around. Just walk around with your suit and your glasses. And then people ask what you're doing. They just tell them. Just another, that's another way you can start with your suit. King Nair, I have a question to ask you. Um, today, I just came from the Jacob Javis Center, and in the Jacob Javis Center, they had the 3D printing machine expo, and Brother Blue Pill went there the day before. And when I walked out of the Jacob Javis Center, um, the same way that I've been walking out of a lot of convention centers that deal with technology, I've been saying to myself, wow, you know, I'm walking out of these places with a vision of what the future is going to look like. Um, it's affording me the glasses, so to say, to see into the future because when you're around technology, you know, um, it, it allows you to now deal with solutions from machines and software and hardware that are created to be solution-based, you know. So I want to know from the perspective of the youth, what is your view on technology, and what is your view on the um, the benefits that it will serve children of your age if they were to adapt and learn and master the fields of technology, science, um, mathematics, or rather STEM, or what Garvey calls STEAM, which was science, technology, um, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Well, you just said my favorite subject, science, engineering, and also machines. And I believe you asked what would I think that the future is going to look like? Yes. In one, in one of them? Yes, yes sir. Right. <clears throat> well, I think that I don't – what I think is that it's going to be flying cars with like types of gravity technicians, like like gravity that allows it to just float instead of wheels. Like it just has gravity, it can just float all the time, just float. I think right. the light zero gravity, correct. I think I think the lights will just still with the scene, but they will add something new to it. And I think that we wouldn't have to go on trains. I think that we'll have like a teleportation type of way of transporting. Like, it could just be, it could just be in one car and just, like, a whole portal opens and you go, boom, and we're right there when you want us to go. Then we can drop off or we can go back, like, boom, and pick up the next person. And that's my different way of transportation. And I won't think we will have, I won't think that, that we'll have these planes. I mean, I won't think that we'll have these normal fans. 
I think that we would have like a type something called like that like it you can just have something like a watch that's a signal and whenever you press it like uh, like the people deliver the fans or the people well, matter of fact, let me change this. A different way of delivery. You just have a watch on your hand, and you can, like, press it and tap it, and you could get people to bring stuff to you. Like, people, like, if you tap and you want a new fan, you just yeah. tap what you want, and then it just comes right to you. And you could tap whatever else you want, and it just comes to you. And I already know we won't have these TVs. I already know that we're going to have. These holographs is just going to be on the wall. That's what I already know, that we're going to have holographs that's going to be on the wall. And, of course, and of course, we're not going to have these phones that we have to hold in our hands. I saw it on YouTube. We're going to have these yellow bands, and whenever, and whenever we shake, the phone's going to pop up. But the only thing I don't want about that phone is it's not going to be the same as this phone. It's not going to be able to do what this phone does. And... I don't think we'll have these shoes anymore. I don't think that we can have, like, I don't think that the shoes, like, today they say, you can jump high with these shoes. I think we're going to create a really springy section in the shoes. You can really jump high. And I'm sorry if, I don't, I'm sorry if I'm going too long, but I really have a whole script of what I think is going to happen in the future. And I think we're going to have, like, I don't think we're going to have these Houses. I think we're gonna have it. Houses where we could just like we could just like the house. Oh no! I think they were just gonna have a house with um. It's gonna be like more. Let me find a way to say this. Like it's gonna be a house, but we also don't have to go to different places. Like, like if someone doesn't feel comfortable with the new transportation way of, like, going into the, like, the teleportation thing because they think that it's yeah. too scary or dangerous, they can just have mm-hmm. the house and they can float to another place. Wait, I think that's a spider. I'm sorry if I interrupted. I'm sorry if I interrupted the sentence, but it's a, like a tiny spider on some web going up the web. So, another question, please? Indeed. Well, thank you for that answer, brother. Um, you're truly a visionary, uh, and I, I'm, I'm just saying it. Yeah, thanks for painting that picture, because it was on point. Yes, it was. That's definitely where, you know, the latest technology seems to be taking the future, the future of things. Okay. Um, do you have any other questions, Red, pertaining to technology? Me? No. For Red, me, I want to know from you, how do you see, you know, you using any of this technology to get your word to, you know, more people? Have you seen anything that has caught your 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 interest to say, wow, I want to use that, you know, to get my word out. Like, would you object to a King Na hologram? You know what I'm saying? You can't be all places at once. 
Are you talking to me? Yes, yes, I'm talking to you. Oh, I thought you were talking to Brother Red, too. I'm sorry. May I please repeat your question? Yes, what I was asking you is I said, have you seen any technology personally that you would want to use in your mission to get your word out to more people? Like, do you see yourself in the future using hologram technology, you know what I'm saying, to speak to Oh, people in multiple places and I do see that way. Like like I said about the teleportation. Like the teleportation where you can just go into different teleports, like different teleport things you can zoom into that place. I think I'll use that to go to like Bermuda or LA so you don't have to wait like like years to go on the trip. So that'd be so that'll be one thing that I'll use. Now definitely use the watch that I said where you could just type whatever you want on to for it to come and the delivery people just have it right by right by your doorstep. Indeed. Indeed, I can see it. I can see it almost clearly as day. Yep. Um you got a follow up? No, I mean, you know, I just want to let the brother know that uh, we we have information and other things that we want to share with you. I was going to ask him, though, anything about something about animation. Has anyone approached you about utilizing your um, information or your likeness in any animation? Because I, I'm sure that, you know, I, I'm sure that you're an artist. Like, I, I, I'm sure that you well, know how to draw yeah, I know how to draw, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to draw officially, but I can draw. Well, let me let me re- let me trace that question back. You have a vivid imagination that allows you to take ideas and characters and you know br- put bring them to life on paper. That's what artists do. Yeah, true, true. And yeah, because we had. I mean, yeah, we had a show about a week ago where there were some um, professional veterans, uh, some veterans in the comic industry, a group of brothers that have a title that goes by the name of Brother Man, Brother Man Comic. Um, you could Google it. it is, uh, it's a staple when it comes to um, the uh, black characters in the comics. And they explained to us that in the process of draw, of making comics and graphic novels and even cartoons and animated movies, for that matter, there's like an assembly line of development that takes place. So someone with the initial idea of the character who might not have intricate drawing skills, they would be able to, you know, create the character and just stick form. And then there's someone else that comes in, and then they, they'll pencil it, and they'll put it together, and then the inker will come in, and then, you know, it goes down the line. And if you're into um, animation or 3D animation, it goes up the ladder through Photoshop, and then into animation software, then it could get 3D printed. You know, it's a lot of things that can be done off of one single spark. So, you know, um, I see you as the one who has those sparks, those sparks of light. And with a great team around you of some creative people, that they call them the right. creative. Say that again. That, 
that sounds like the one that I'll try to be in. Because it sounds, and also it sounds very technical. Yeah. Well, everything is technical, to be honest with you. You know, just the conversation that we're having tonight is highly technical because we're sharing ideas and concepts, you know. This will be called is interacting or expressing. And by expressing our our ideas, by expressing your phone. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Red, get your phone. You got to speak directly into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me better? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Also, so I'm not. Also, right. I'm. I'm not just in front of the camera. Uh, I'm. I'm creating my own. My own Nickelodeon. Um, my own Nickelodeon. Of course. Indeed. Indeed. And no. just no, just, yeah. just to uh. get different children involved, and so they can think that. So just to get different children involved and so they can, like, see what it feels like to be on a show and they can express themselves any way they want to. Any way that they want to, exactly. You you mentioned, you mentioned Nickelodeon, yes. You mentioned Nickelodeon. That was going to be my next question to you. Um, You know, children your age... I think all children your age, to be quite honest, you know what I'm saying, from uh, from my knowledge, uh, they grow up on either Nickelodeon or Disney Channel. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being uh, upfront with what I've seen in, 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 in my travels. You know what I'm saying? They don't have too much variety. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, let me say... PBS channels like Sesame Street and Gabba, Yo Gabba Gabba and stuff like that, correct? Somebody correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Um, but you have had experiences directly with some of these companies and these experiences have led you to branch out and to do your own thing of what you just mentioned. I just want you to go a little bit further. Do you want me to open up your father's line for this part of the conversation? Um, I have to ask him. Oh, and also there's okay. one more thing that I'd like to say. Yes, please. There's also certain subliminal messages and if any and if there anyone's and if there's anyone who don't know what subliminal messages is, it's like it's like subliminal but it's a message. It's like a bad message that's being sent to the children, like, for example, Spongebob. Spongebob is, like, very, very pointless, meaningless, and it doesn't have a point to it. Like, if I ask, what is Spongebob about? I can't really say, because it's supposed to have a point to it. And now I'll ask my father if you want to open his, um, if you want him to open his line. Okay. My- Thank you. My father said, okay, he'll do it. Indeed. Okay. Let me open up. Caller from the 
instead of us trying to fight and argue and complain about what these programs and these, these television stations have on TV, we have to understand the power in our, our YouTube channels and our Twitter accounts and everything we do. I always say every interaction is a transaction. Everything you doing is a transaction. Whatever my son is watching, that's information going into his mind that's going to make him make a decision tomorrow. So, you know, for everybody listening, whether it's, it's young men and women and mothers, you know, I had custody of my son since he was four. And me being a man with no father or a young man growing up with no father, all I did was, all I did was uh, <clears throat> give him everything I was missing, everything I was absent of. And, you know, I know how it feels to not be listened to. I know how it feels to be in foster home systems. I know how it feels to just be empty, just to not have nothing mentally, to just feel empty. So what I did for him was just erase what I thought I knew or I thought I learned. And TV and music was the only thing that taught me how to interact or how to see anything, whatever I thought, how to be a man. So every day I'm still learning. And and it's a partnership. I don't look at my son like he's a little kid. And, you know, he's here today because of himself. When he started rapping, this was nothing. I, I told him no. I told him no so many times. Yeah. Not to interrupt, but just to let you guys know, I have to use the bathroom. So if you guys ask me a question, I might not answer. I have to use the bathroom real quick. Okay. Just let me know when you're back, please. So, you know, because, you know, like, like y'all was just saying, you know, I direct, I, I create a lot of content. Um, a lot of people know me as far as for the battle rap world. I helped a lot of the battle rappers. I helped that whole industry and that whole thing. And just content, interviewing a lot of hip-hop artists. So that world and just knowing what fame do to people and knowing imagery and know, knowing about the industries and these different worlds, I didn't want my son no part of none of this. But, you know, being a single father, working for myself, he was with me a lot of times if, if I be here or if I be in different places. And he was creating what he wanted to do. He was creating his ideas. And like I said, like he said, since he was four, jumping on the bed, and since he was four, rapping in the mirror. It just, it just started with him doing music and rapping. And every time he said rap, 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 you know, I told him no. But I remember this day like it was yesterday. You know, he, I think he just turned six years old, and we was at a venue, and I told him to sit down. And this was the this is the day I, I this was my last time telling him no, and and a lot of times you know we come from situations and we come from places where if we look at the product if we look at what we produce if we look at the all the men I knew was either locked up dead or you know unsuccessful depending on your concept of success so all I was doing was raising him on all the other concepts I was raised with or around so I had to look at that concept and see how successful or what was he going to be if I'm raising him the same concept that I only know, you know? So it was one day he got up and, and um, the lady said, do anybody want to get up? And he didn't listen to me. He just got up and he got on that stage. I don't know where he got a rap from. I, I don't know what came out of his Daddy, head. Like he, yeah. The way that I got that rap is because I always used to practice it in the mirror. <clears throat> well, that's where he got the rap from, but he, he got up there he freaked out. Everybody went crazy. I'm I'm mad at the same time because he because he didn't listen to me, but he's his own. You know he he's ambitious. He's driven. His ideas I just write them down, and everything he want to do now 
I tell him, you're going to create the company. Everything you do, you're going to create it. You're going to understand it. You're going to know how to run it. And now I just support him. It's not about me telling him no. You know, because I always say understanding can't be borrowed. So if we have information and if we're intelligent and we're telling the kids something and they don't get it, and then they're telling us something and we don't get it, we have to take initiative to try to understand why is he thinking or what's the thought behind the way he's interpreting or the way he's speaking. So that's what I choose to do and, and chose to do, to listen to him, to listen to his ideas. So everything he's doing, just like this phone, I, I don't – if y'all didn't call me on here, I wouldn't be on here. I listen to him. When he talk, when he do his speeches, he don't write them. He just get up there the day the day he did the poem um, with Miss Perkett, with, with, with Sherrod, where the young man got killed. That was a poetry event. He don't do poetry. All of a sudden that day he had a poem. And that poetry event wasn't about violence or it wasn't about murder. Four, three people went before him. And if you listen to the news clip, the minute he's saying uh, we should all appreciate each other because we're blessed. And if you don't believe me, watch when you go home. That's the line he said when the young man Sharad got killed. And I didn't record that. Somebody else recorded that. I didn't record it because I told him not to go up there. And a lot of times, and I told him not to go up there because he don't do poetry. And I just wanted him to listen and learn. But that day, he just had a poem all of a sudden. So this is what I go through with him. We're just letting him be free. And, and, and as parents, you know, a lot of us will be surprised if we let them be free. We let them show us, show us what they want to do and believe in them, you know, believe in their dreams, believe in their ambitions. And then we take our wisdom. You know, my wisdom is teaching him the camera, teaching him about, you know, LLC, teaching him about incorporating his company, teaching him how to set up his radio show, teaching him how about Google AdSense so he can get revenue from his YouTube channel, teaching him about, you know, selling his DVDs and teaching him the business behind his craft. We, we went to Nickelodeon. We went to those companies. But the way those companies have it operated, once you leave those companies, you're not even going to own your kid. Because they're in control of everything. They're in control of their image. They're in control of their likeness. They own your kid. You know, so right. this is the, the whole idea and concept of behind everything he want to do and everything that we're building. You know, uh, KPV TV, Kids Point of View TV, we want to create the, the Nickelodeon, the Disney platform, Children of the Future. We want to meet children all around the world with, with their creative ideas, whether it's education, whether it's sports, all innovative ideas. And um, just putting it together, and at the same time, he sit at the he sit at the tables. You know, he he told me when he was five. You know, people used to call him Little Dash Living. Is what he said when he was five. Don't call me Dash. I'm my own person. But now everywhere we go, I'm King Now Father. So he completely erased that. So <laughs> I'm just King Now Father, and he's in control, and I respect him. I'm I'm not afraid. Parents, I think that's what we, we're afraid to let our children know more than us. And we're afraid if we got to stutter sometimes because he's, he's quick. Sometimes thoughts come out of his head and, and I'm stuttering and I, and I just got to be honest, but it's not a battle. We building each other. You know, we building each other. And if you look at his news clips, he got the news reporter stuttering because his mind is so deep, you know, because after I stop telling him no, he don't even understand no. Because once you keep telling your kid no, 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 they say no for themselves and they tell themselves no in their head and they won't even attempt and they won't even try, and they won't even hope, and they won't even have ambitions, and they won't even think, you know. So that's my job, man, just here to support and um, 
that's why we we live in Orange. You, you said Newark, but I, I do a lot of work in Newark, you know, because I go back and we touch those kids and, you know, those kids that don't know what hope look like, those kids that don't have fathers, those kids that, you know, those kids, that that's me. You know, that was me a couple years ago. So I know how to talk to them. I know right. how to touch them. And, and it's definitely, you know, it's not a safe place sometimes, you know, but I, I say, you know, a lot of people are victims to their income. It's not like they want to be there. But if I can't go for five or ten minutes or a couple hours, imagine those kids that live there every day that I can go change their life. You know, so that's that's what I believe in. That's from my son. You know, his image for them is hope. You know, hope. I talk to so many different people around the world that he inspired, even like grown-ups. There's a lot of grown-ups on his Facebook. And you say, Daddy, where the kids at? No kids following me. And I say, man, they all got kids. They they have kids. They're showing you to their children. And you know, and it's getting a little crazy now because now he can't play in the park. And now, you know, he got the, he got the 13-year-old girls going crazy for him. So now he, he's seeing the other side that he, he's still learning and – <laughs> learning how to adapt to that world, but he's still at nine. Right. He's still nine. He still play with his Ninja Turtles. He's still in the park, but he still have that that other side. And and I get all different kind of arguments. He's just a kid. Kids should just be kids, you know. But we don't ask ourselves who created our concept of kid. What does kid mean? Where did you get your concept of what a kid is? You know, yeah, kid is a cool. yeah. You know, right. a kid is a goat. Um, Kendrick Lamar calls what you just was talking about, Lucy. So, you know, you might have to play the albums. Hmm. <clears throat> it is, man. Like, we, we, um, it's definitely groundbreaking. Like, you know, I do a lot of, uh, so many different levels. I understand what we're doing. And I understand what it means when young men and women and just different people. Like, even on on his, on his website, I checked the traffic. His, his, his second biggest following is Israel. So he connects the people all around the world. Like I said, even the people in Tanzania, Bermuda, you know, and a lady worked for the government out there. So he tapping into so many different people. And even uh, like my son taking me further than me. I've been to Atlanta. I've been to L.A. You know, I've never been out of the country myself. So take me to Tanzania, you know. So I'm just. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> and that's, and I, this is, I'm just, you know, it, it's bringing Smiles, you know what I mean? It's giving me a, it's giving me a good feeling because he's manifesting what it is that's supposed to be. This is what this era represents. You feel what I'm saying? Like that. This is a true and living lesson right here that your child will be greater than you. He or she will be the one to take you thousands of miles past where you made it, you know what I mean, before you had them. That's what this new era of children, their ancestors returned to make you a better person. Their demonstration just makes you a better person. It brings you out. It brings you to your higher self. It it, it, it lifts the veils, you know, that light that they shine. So he's exemplifying the lessons. You feel what I'm saying? And by doing such, you are setting an example and you are becoming a um, a reference point that people can now look at versus what we've been shown in mainstream, in a mainstream setting. You feel what I'm saying? Like Blue was saying earlier, we see these children on Facebook who are prodigies and they are being um, courted. The majority of the institutions and the places that are courting them are not 
institutions where we will ever hear from them again. You know what I mean? They, they're closed-door institutions where they're going to indoctrinate them and have them, you know, working in their in their favor. Or like you said, with Nickelodeon and the other places, through paperwork, own them. They become a prized possession. You know, huh? Yeah, I said it's true. You know, I was watching. Um... Uh, 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 yeah, they become uh, in their national treasures, and they become prized possessions of corporations and other entities, entities that latch on in a parasitic ways and feed off of them and then feed them morsels, little tidbits, you, you know, like, that, you know, they'll give them 20 years to become a billionaire, like the only two people in rap that are billionaires in 40 years of the of the art form being um uh, alive. A trillion you dollar know, art form, right. A trillion, I, I, excuse me, a trillion dollar art form. And I, and I was speaking to Abi Odun on 125th Street yesterday, who is attributed with his group, The Last Poets, as being one of the progenitors or the fathers or the architects of what you know today as that trillion dollar empire, you know, in the in a Bambada, who was also an architect, you know, the people who were right there. And there's only two billionaires that look like us that even emerged from that. So I'm just saying that these children, and that's why I'm so heavy on. And you, you, me, and you had to. You were the first one who gave me the platform to share my information about the evolution. The, um, the evolution will be digitized. You feel yeah. me? With your, what's, what's the, give me, give the family the name of your channel so they could Google it. Uh, Undeniable TV. Undeniable and, um, TV. I just one thing I want to uh, mention. You know, a lot of people in, in my channel, you know, I, I touch millions of people. I change a lot of people's lives. You know, every, every day I talk to people because a lot of people think it, it's easy. You know, along with what you see, like I say, you know, I got custody of my son. Oh, it is not easy. Trust me. <laughs> Coming from an actor, model, a rapper, telling you now, it is not easy. Yeah. Look, King, I'm talking about the life part, you know. Uh, you know, getting custody at four... Like I say, being a young man with no father, at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to be the best father and even understand what it is to be a father. Um, you know, that was my first time hitting the school systems and getting them in school. I had to do the health care. Mind you, I'm, I'm running my own business, and at the same time, I had to just be uh, a flat-out father, which which so many women all around the world do it and do it with no problem. I come from, a, you know, my mother, seven kids, no, no male figure in the household. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, I just want to let the men out there that may think it's easy and that may think it happened overnight. You know, what you see with him is time, is dedication, it's the park, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And, and not, not to knock anybody uh, religious beliefs, but, you know, I, I showed him many different forms of religion and belief system, but I didn't drown his mind with that. I didn't block his roof with that. I didn't indoctrinate him right. with different books and this book and that book. I let his mind be free. I showed him information, and then we had dialogue about the information, you know. But it's definitely sacrifices. Like, you know, even with my, my company, company was definitely successful, but I dropped everything I was doing. I dropped everything I was doing once I gave him the go, and I said, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Okay. This is how we're going to do it. And like I said, it's not easy. It's not easy with the homework. It's not easy every day talking to these schools and these schools. Oh, your son is this. Your son's is not behaving. Okay, what's not behaving? He's talking. Okay, how does talking? So going through the, the school systems, going through mm-hmm. just people that don't understand what he is at the same time, building confidence in him and at the same time, 
just, you know, keeping a roof over our head. And, you know, so it's not going to be easy. <clears throat> and um, all the young men out there that, that's dealing with the systems and, and all the, the women out there that don't understand, you know, why why your, your baby father or your husband or, or your man might not be stepping up, you know, it's a difference between not wanting to be a father and not knowing how to be a father. You know, you got to be patient. You got to take time. You got to let that grow. You know, women, y'all get the nine month, y'all get the nine month great period to connect with that seed. Men, we don't connect with that seed to we, you know, it took me time. It took me to like, he was wanting to have two to really connect with my son, you know, cause we, like mm-hmm. I say, we don't get the nine month. Like a baby for us could just be, you know, a little bit of semen dropped in and then here's a kid all of a sudden. You know, so you, it takes time for that connection. It takes time for a man to build that connection. It takes time for a man to even understand how deep, you know, because like I said, I never even understood what it was to even talk to a male on the level that me and my son talk. But now on, on the level that I have a father through looking at my son's eyes, you know, sometimes I take a little bit of the joy and not in a selfish way, but that's just the relationship we have, you know, because he gives me hope. He, he give me hope. He give me, we give each other, we feed off each other the same way, you know, and I trust him. It's like, like blue pill. When you hit him, you're like, Hey, you just call his phone. You got to get my number. And, and he in school because he, he handled his own business. I trust him with his own business. I trust him with his own conversations. I trust him with what he say he want to do, how he want to do it. And I don't put the too young thing on him, you know, and, and, or he's just a kid thing. Some people, may not believe or some people may not agree, but I would just ask them where, where did they get their perspective from? And it's all about the product and the evidence. Look at what we've been doing for the last 20 years and look at the product. Look at the product. Like I'm out here in these neighborhoods every day and these young men dropping every day. It don't matter if they got a degree. It don't matter what's going on. They're not getting out of here. So even him going to Africa and traveling and using his voice to speak, he's seeing different places. He's doing different things. So we have to, speak and we have to open up forums to create new platforms to create different things how to build confidence how to build you know i teach a class of young men you know i remember one day i went in there and i told them all i love them told me we not gay simultaneously they said we not gay because i told them i love them wow you know so what's the disconnect why can't love just mean i love you you know so it's like we can't even talk and that yeah that leads perfectly into what I opened up this discussion with this evening, you know, I saw a clip on my timeline um, dealing with Snoop Dogg and his son who plays football. And, you know, his son was saying he has everything that a child would want in regards to, you know, his pops got the breast or whatever tranquilness he needs is there. He has two parents in the home. He has a successful, uh, you know, sports um career or what have you, but he said his father never told him that he loves him. He said his father won't hug him. His father won't show any affection that a father typically would show a son because where Snoop comes from, that's looked at as weak, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 frowned upon, and Kendrick Lamar was addressing in some of his interviews saying that, you know, he used this album to, to speak for those who can't speak up for themselves, those who can't show emotion because it's, it's, it's frowned upon in the streets, you know, in gang culture and things of that nature. And, and Snoop was able to package this attitude and 
you know, exported around the world, especially as it pertains to women, you know, we don't love them hoes has become a mantra of which, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, many women have lost out, you know what I'm saying? I personally know I was in those streets and I saw the transformation of mentalities, how people were now, you know, young boys were, you know what I'm saying, running through shorties and dumping them off and public displays of affection were no longer allowed. You know, second chances was, was cut off, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you might meet a young woman who has a questionable past and before, you know, a young brother was willing to work with her, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, actually open the door and, and see what could be done. But when when that that uh, that edict was put out, you know what I'm saying? You already know. I ain't got to tell you for those that were there. So I found it very weird that I'm like, but you don't love your son, but you love your homies. That's weird. You feel me? So now it bounces back to this attitude where young children have a response that if you tell these young men, many of which I'm sure don't have a father figure in their lives, that you love them, they perceive that as gay. I mean, we we got we got a job to do, you know. We we got to, and that's that's one thing. That's one thing. Uh, I'm dealing with all children, and I'm because you know a lot of times, like I say, your perception and your perspective make your reality. So it's hard to argue with someone's reality. It's hard to go back and forth with people's reality. And the number one reason we don't want to disagree, you know, if, if I'm 30 years old and it took me 30 years to get the information that I have, and then once I disagree with you. Now I'm uh now I have to either do more research or I have to submit myself to your information. So we don't want to disagree because we don't want to be held accountable for what we don't know. So even though we grow up and we feel wrong, we want to hold the information that's keeping us empty. We want to hold the information that's keeping us backwards because we don't want to, you know, it's just like if you have a phone and you installed all of these programs and somebody tells you, oh, your programs got viruses, they don't work. You're not just going delete all your programs and now you got to tell me the proper programs to install on my phone because we, we're going to feel vulnerable and that's what we don't want to do we don't want to feel vulnerable we don't want to feel empty we don't want to feel backwards and that's where the pride and the anger comes from and that's why we argue about our problems and that's why we argue about our issues because we feel vulnerable about disagreeing you know and that's why with me i'm very humble when i'm dealing with kids and i'm very humble when i'm dealing with my son and i don't mind being wrong so if we disagree, we can learn a little. We can learn from each other, and 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 I take the same information, you know, because you know, growing up not knowing how to read and write, different foster homes, living in foster homes, you know, just having to survive growing up. I know how it feels to be those empty young men. I know how it feels to be lost. I know how it feels to look, walk down the street and look in grown men's face, and, and guess who's your father, and and not know and hope and wish, you know. So it's just these realities that people live in, and they're very sensitive. And I call it comfortable misery. You know, the first time my mother told me she loved me was 25. Well, I was 25 when she told me she loved me for the first time. You know, and a lot of us just live in the misery because we're protected by it. You know, I don't want, like a lot of people don't want to love somebody else because now with love comes, now I'm vulnerable to you taking this love away from me. So I'd rather be miserable and comfortable at this level because I don't want nobody to hurt me at a higher level I choose to love. You know, and this, this is why we got to create new content. 
It's not about nobody else changing what they put on. That's how they doing. That's how they live. They live in those reality. Let's create new content. Let's create new apps. Let's create new applications. Let's create new movies, new television. And it's not about going back and forth. And if we do go back and forth, it's not about let's not take a year and build and then we disagree and then I'm not rocking with y'all. Or I ain't rocking with you. Exactly. Nah, now, I've been saying on the show that many of the solutions that we need, and I'm identifying those in the community who I call the creative community, the creatives, the renaissance men and women of the now. You know, we fawn and fall out and romanticize many people who are not here, their ancestors, you know, and they've done the work. They were part of Renaissance movements hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago in Kemet, the Renaissance that took place in there, the Vanal Valley, the Renaissance that took place in Asia Major, the Renaissance that took place in the Iberian Peninsula, and the list goes on. But nobody wants to talk about the Renaissance that's taking place right now or the possibilities of the Renaissance taking place right now, you know, or rather the beginning phases or the beginning stages, because I would say that we're in the inception or the, the beginning stages of a renaissance due to the fact that in all different fields of creative creativity and content creation and things of that nature is being penetrated by a new expression of the culture in the form of what we identify as consciousness, but it needs to be given a more, I don't, I think that's too much of a general term at the end of the day, but you know what I mean. You feel what I'm saying? But I know that, that the age that we live in now is different from the age of the great ones. One of the, uh, the, you know, the great, the era of the great ones, Dr. Ben being one of the godheads or the figureheads of that era, you know, this new era is about taking that information that those master teachers did the research and put together and compiled and gathered and taking it and utilizing the technology that's available as you being a videographer and a person who's familiar with technology, you know the advantages and you know the fact that the the playing field has been leveled and they put the in in, in, in this they, the tools that they've been able to put in the everyday man and woman's hands they don't have multi million dollar budgets you know, the, the the fact that you could create a whole Nickelodeon channel, you know, they have, I mean, with, with, free, with free technology, not even with stuff you have to purchase, just with the free programs, you could do something that could rival PBS, Sesame Street, Nickelodeon, and the Disney Channel with our stories and our, and, and our likeness and, um, you know, and, and, and the folk tales that we all, grew up listening to throughout the ages, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, how do you feel about that? And how do you feel and what do you feel needs to be done to actually kickstart that or to put that into high gear so we begin to collaborate, you know, more effectively as creators and start making um, more music, more videos, more film, um, more cartoons, like you were saying, more animations and, you know, documentaries and things of that nature. Um, 
you know, a lot of times we create and a lot of times we build and a lot of times we talking and we talk in defense mode. You know, we, we, we create for problems. We talk for problems. You know, I always say problems only mean you're alive. No matter who live and no matter what time, there's always going to be problems. There's always going to be issues. You know, to create that free spirit, to let's come together just to create. You can't cheat on creation. You know, it, you can't have a healthy body with a cancer cell in it. So to just build and we just to sit down and talk about problems all day, that's taking that worry, that's taking that stress, that, that's taking that negative chemistry, and we can't cre- create to our full capacity. So it's a gift. And, and one thing that I have, not knowing how to read and write at 17, and you know, I know how to speak two languages. And ignorance is a language. So when I look at Dr. Ben, when I look at, you know, uh, Bobby Hemet, Dr. Seppi, when I watch y'all content, uh, polite, and, and just from the doctors, the Cory Bookers, the mayors, and different people, I know, how to, I know how to sit there and listen and see if a kid that couldn't read and write, like I couldn't read and write, if we get it, you know, because I was that kid for so long, I know how to listen to see if your message is male and void. You know, because I always say if you got a message and it don't reach the people that need it, you don't have a message. So it's all about recreating the languages. That's one thing I learned about uploading thousands of videos. I, I, I understand that all around the world is perception and perspective. You're dealing with different realities. You're, diff- you're dealing with different lifestyles. You're dealing with people that never seen the hood in real life. You're dealing with people that only seen the hood through hip-hop music, only seen the hood through the Internet. So when you say real, they don't really understand the concept of real. You're dealing with if you upload content, people will criticize the content because they, they can't connect to the true feeling. They can't connect to the picture. Everything we create, every conversation we hold, words have a picture. So when I say the hood, a picture pop in your head that that connects to your in, to your energy and connects to your vibration, and you understand what the hood is. But the person that never touched the hood, that picture is blurry. He don't really even know what the hood is, so he can't relate and he can't connect. Same thing, whether it's a Mike Brown, you know, whether it's a Jordan Davis, and we're, we're losing young men and women in the hood every day. A person that's watching hip-hop videos and content where people dying all day, that content is real. That content, he goes through those emotions where it don't even matter in the music, so it's not going to matter when it happens in real life. It's still content. It's still coming through the same medium. So what we have to do when we're talking about creating, we have to create from free spaces where we don't cheat on our creativity. And we have to, like you just said, the, the Dr. Ben content, if you watch what my son do, if you watch his pictures, if you look at I can break it down on so many levels on the subliminal messages that I put back out there with his pictures. And, <clears throat> and same thing when you're dealing with content. Once you learn content, once you learn about media, once you learn what colors mean, colors mean something, frames. If you look at videos in the 80s, it was probably 300 frames to make a music video because the mind was different. People could sit and watch content without it being so fast. Now you've got 2,000 frames in one video because now they fit in the car, they fit in the liquor, they fit in the fashion, they fit in the different languages that they're talking to you subliminally. So now they're marketing and they're promoting you multiple different things. So this is why the longer content don't connect to the youth because they're used to the Vine content now. Their mind can only digest Vine content. So it's about creating that same language, that same vibration, whether it's positivity, 
back in that language of the fast content, speed content, because it's the language. Transitions is a language. If something is moving too slow, the youth not even watching it. You know, if, if you're not even connecting to a certain certain words, you're not even connected to the youth with the hashtags, with the search engine optimization. You have to connect to their words. You got to connect to their language. You got to connect to their vibration, whether it's instrumental, whether it's colors, whether it's fashion. So. It's, that's the solution. The solution is to live in motion. We have to, we have to produce the same amount of being produced negatively, positively, because now it's not even the same level of positivity, quote unquote. Right now we just live in normal, saying we don't want to kill each other and we just want to live. That's normal. It's just called positivity now because it's so negative and it's so crazy on the internet. If you just live in normal, they call that positivity. You know what I mean? Talking about survival, talking mm-hmm. about economics. That's that's supposed to be regular. That's supposed to just be what we're supposed to be talking about. Period. But you know, we and right. we in this reality, and it, we in this yeah, not as deep. We we in this reality, and we in this perception that you know, I told somebody the other day, you could log on and live whatever life you want to live. Because he was talking about what's going on over here. I told him to look up Libya, look up look at what they did to Libya. Look at the young bodies and the murders over there. It's, it's, it's totally different. So you can log on. The internet don't reject lies. Anything is true if it get if it get the right amount of views. The internet don't reject lies. So you can't believe everything and you can't take everything so serious. You just have a job to do. Like y'all are making a difference in, in my life and so many other people's lives. But now it comes to how do we recreate the languages to show people that wealth is just not material because we believe wealth and we believe that. We don't understand the transactions in the business that's going on because we, we don't ask ourselves, you know, how many ideas am I away from being a millionaire? And what kind of content do I need to watch to be a millionaire? You know, and what do I need? And how and what is wealth? You, you can't continue wealth if your children can't continue what you built. When you die and your money die and nothing's there to continue it, you're not wealthy. You know, right. so it's us understanding that we need to build our children, our children around us, our children that understand the concept of wealth is information. Wealth is not money, and value is internal. You know, uh, Damian Marley, he had the verse, evangelists uh, making videos of the kids with the little ribs and putting the images, and this is what the image is. So, you know, he's talking about the kids in Africa, how they're taking the camera, and showing you a kid with a big belly in Africa with flies in his eyes, and then we donate to that image. But that one kid is a thousand kids over there, the level of poverty that they're dealing with. You know, and that's how they keep the concept of being broke alive, because being broke is mental. Because you can't be broke all around the world on the same level. They have to show you another level of being broke to make you believe you broke. So that's why when you see boys in the hood, menace society, that's us as the African kid on a corner with a white T-shirt. If you had a, if you had a uh, GoFundMe, people would donate to us in the movie. Yeah. You know? So it's about us mm. recreating new images, us recreating and not waiting and not complaining because it would be a lot of content just complaining or a lot of content to combat problems. When problems only mean you're alive, it's going to always be problems. The solution, the solution is motion. Yes. The solution is creating that new content. And then learning how to maximize it, you know, learning how to maximize it. So, you know, imagine what y'all could do if, if y'all could just do what y'all could do. 
you know, after we make it, we still got to survive, you know? Imagine, imagine, yeah, imagine what we could do if we had a budget. Yeah, a budget, a platform, production. Yes, I was sharing some, I want to share some wisdom with you, some simple mathematics. I like to keep it simple. I went and Googled Madison Square Garden capacity, and I encourage anybody who's listening to this to do that right now. Then I went and Googled Barclays Center capacity. Both of those places hold a maximum of 18,000 people. When you see the people come out, I don't care if it's Muhammad Ali, I don't care if it was Michael Jackson, I don't care if it was the Knicks or whoever. Whoever came to Madison Square Garden was in the presence of 18,000 people, okay? When they were on the stage and when they were doing their one-two thing and when they were performing. Now, in this Internet age, you are having videos that are going viral where you're touching 50,000 to 100,000 people, okay? So picture yourself in a garden, right, standing in the middle on the stage because everybody's they're listening and watching you. You're performing, and you're in front of the garden times five. Now think about all of the people that you're touching and you're talking to. And I said to myself, now, this is where, this is where, like the brother was talking about, this is where wealth comes in because wealth, like he was saying, is your intellectual property. It's not, wealth is not riches. It's not, it's not being rich. It's it's not, it has nothing to do with money or any of that. Wealth is intellectual property. It's technology. Technology is what you create. It's your ideas, your concepts, your ideas, your doctrines and things of that nature. And then you create the software and the hardware that's the physical technology, but it all comes from upstairs. So even when we build, we are being technological in our nature. We're building and destroying. We're actually building, right? Now, if 36,000 people was watching a video or was subscribed to a channel, I have somebody that I know, Brother Rich, who has 60,000 people subscribed to his channel. If we were to do a crowdfund every week, like a shark tank, like we're going to put money up, this is just going in a pot because all of us want to be solution-based and we don't want to act like there's really something going on that's beyond our power to solve when there's a thousand answers and solutions, like, just on one page. I can take uh-huh. it to this one. You know, it's so much stuff that you can do. So you mean to tell me, so I did the math, if 36,000 people put $20 up every Friday, the same way that you get things taken out of your check or the same way that you put $20 to the side for some whatever, $720,000. And that's one week. That's just once. But we're now realizing as a collect we're not looking at this through the eyes of a collective of of a of a organized body of a like a, of a nation we say we want a nation build but people are not excelling in the art or rather the practice or the field of right. building with their nation Look, they're not excelling that idea, in that did they're you not, just paint it right there in that number in that. i want okay. hold on i want to freeze frame that we're going to go into this 1111 I want the family to take that into the cloud with them. You know what I'm saying? Close your eyes, visualize that. You know what I'm saying? Put some energy, put some shake on it. Feel me? And we're going to take it up 
into the Atmos, into the cosmos. We're going to go into this meditation, this 11-11 meditation that we do. The portals are open, and we're going to be back shortly, all right? And we're going to continue our conversation with King Na. We're going to open up the phone lines and let the family dialogue with you as well, okay? Okay. So let's take this short meditation break, and we'll be back shortly. Family, you know the drill, all right? We have a few seconds remaining, so I'm going to get right into it. Omni Pamio, Omni Pamio, be back shortly. Oh, oh, oh. 
you know, it's a domino effect when you when you share content, when you share ideas, when you share solutions. So talking to the education system, talking to people, creative parents, creative children, and, and giving them the, the platform to show their ideas, to show the same thing, what, what they think about the future, what platforms and what are they creating, and, and different things they're getting into. So that's the concept of, of Children of the Future. And the video's on YouTube, so it's uh, King Nod, Children of the Future, if they want to watch the video. And then the campaign is on Indiegogo.com. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Brother King Na, yes. you did hold a on, video um, not too hold long on, ago. Please. Hold on, hold on. What happened? You clicked off? Okay, his line dropped. I'll open it again. Your line is open. Are you there, Brother King Na? Yes. Yes, indeed. You did a video not too long ago um, dedicated to the girls, to the young women, you know, to our sisters, speaking about the importance of them embracing the beauty of their hair. Um, In your travels, you know, in your school, you know, as you go around the community, the world, What has been some of your experiences speaking to the young women, the young girls, um, as it as it as it relates to them, you know, loving themselves, loving their hair, their own image? Well, what is that like? I can tell you some of my experiences with them, like loving their hair. Some of them say they. Some of them say they love their hair. Then I get, like, then some people say that they love their hair with weave and all this other stuff. But the experiences, some are dramatic, some are off-topic. And that's the thing that I don't like sometimes. People get off-topic and they start talking about, like, different things that's way beyond. But I can understand people asking about me or different things. But sometimes it's some they're asking about things that's not even related to any like questions that's about me or anything. Some well, if you get what I mean, just like so yeah. Some of them say they love their hair with weave and all this other stuff, but they have to understand when they say that they love their hair with weave and you have weave in the wig, that's not your that's not your hair. So how can you love it if it's not your hair? So you shouldn't put that love your hair with weave or wig in it. Because like I said, it's not your natural hair. It's not something that you really walk around with. It's not something that's really attached to your body. It's not something that God made you with. It's something that you put on your head and just walk around with. And how have they received that message? Some people received it as an inspirational message. Well, yeah, most people received it as inspirational. No one saw it as offensive. People thought it was a good message. People thought it was a good song. So I think they liked it. Okay. 
Now, your father said something earlier about your your message and your mission, and he said that you represent hope, you know, and that's what you're bringing to the youth, correct? Yes, definitely. That's one, that's one, so, that's one right. thing that's first on my list. So when I think about yourself and I think about children in your age group, I'm reminded of my own nephew who is seven now, you know, and I, we often speak about it on, on the show, you know, and I make references to the fact that my nephew grew up seeing Barack Obama getting elected to the presidency of this country. And that was the first words my nephew spoke. And <clears throat> because he came in in 2008, my, my nephew was born in 2007. Um, and Brad, you could correct me. It was like one of the first words, right? It was he Obama, point to the TV. Mama. Yeah. yeah, it was Obama, Mama, and Dada. Yeah, you know. That was that was, but that was that was his. He was there for that. Yeah, yeah, he was there for that. He was inspired by it as as a baby. Touched him. That's what he saw. He didn't know anything about slavery. He didn't know anything about Conan. You know, he saw the image of powerful melanated man. Who you know, what I'm saying later on, he came to learn was the president of these corporate United States of America, and we're just talking about imagery. You know what I'm saying? Your generation grew up with this image of this quote-unquote black man being the most powerful man on the planet. How did that affect your life? Excuse me, can you repeat that? How did the image of... Barack Obama, you growing up with a quote-unquote black president supposedly being the most powerful man on the planet, you know, and he knows how to wear a suit as well. You know what I'm saying? He don't look too bad in one either. (laughs) How did the image of this man, you know, who campaigns or comes in the name of hope, how did that image translate to you as a youth? You know what I'm saying? In terms of an example. Well, to to me, it's like I feel good that it happened. Wait, I feel good that it happened, and so that because if it's something like a dream achieved, and a lot of people. Name, you got to get off the bed because nobody can hear you. Stand up. Sit up. It's like people you hear judge. Like, some people judge Barack. So, um, like, <clears throat> like you have to not judge them because as long as it's a, a dream that's achieved and if they're really trying to help and if they're really trying to inspire others, then I can then I can consider it as good, and I can consider them as really trying to work to help us, really trying to work to get us back on our feet. So 
as long as he's trying to help and as long as he's trying to pro- perform for us, then, then then that's then that's what keeps me proud. As long as he's really trying to help us and do his job, and and what that is is to help us and and help us teach us and and do certain things that can help us. So as long as he's doing that. Indeed. Indeed. Um, Brother Red. Yes, sir. Yes, you speak about this often. Do you have any follow-up questions pertaining to um, said topic? Oh, no. I think the brother answered the question um, gracefully, you know, covered it. Covered it. Absolutely. Uh, before we yeah, before we go to the callers, I wanna know before we uh yeah, one of the last questions would be what speakers and teachers do you uh inspire you, young man, that you watch in the um quote unquote conscious community brothers that are out here? And I'm glad I'm so glad you asked that question. Well, one of my first people that I've learned about that inspired me was Martin was Martin Luther King. He was the first one who really inspired me. My second okay. while I was learning about Malcolm X. He I saw his movie. I saw the whole movie. I I couldn't watch it all in one day, but I had to watch it part from part in different And also Marcus Garvey, Frederick Douglass. Like I learned about a lot of people so, cause, so, like, it's like a lot of people that inspired me, like them, because they really stood out. They really spoke for us. They, they, they really tried to help us. They really tried to stand out. They really tried to protect us. And they used their words of knowledge to, 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 to really, like, Empower us, power us, teach us, motivate us, and that's why those people who inspired me, cause they, cause they really had strength, and they gave other black people strength and pride. Indeed, is um. Indeed. Is is that what you were asking him, Brother Red? Yes, sir. Uh, if there were any people that were uh, current that he wanted to speak about as well, I would love to hear who is on his radar, who does he listen to, whose information is um, beneficial to his journey and his education. Okay. So, mostly I listen to you guys, Dr. Umar Johnson, or um, Sidemeta TV, a couple of a couple of different shows, but that's mostly what I listen to to like get inspired or get the knowledge to grow the info. If you know what I mean. Right. Right. Indeed, brother. Salute for that. I, I feel honored 
to be a part of that uh, journey. Whew. Absolutely on it. Absolutely. Okay, I want to do this. Um, again, I want to inform the family that they can go to kingnah.com, K-I-N-G-N-A-H-H.com. The brother has all of his YouTubes there. I want you guys to subscribe to his YouTube channel. I want you to share his YouTubes, you know, to your friends, to your family, on your page, on your timeline. Do whatever needs to be done. Let's get the brother's views up, you know what I'm saying? Let's spread this information, all right? Let's make it go viral. Uh, The information pertaining to, yes. But at the end of the day, it's not about the views to me. It's about the knowledge that they're getting and the info and the info that they're learning. And the info that they're learning and the knowledge that they're getting to grow. That's just about to Absolutely. Me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And also, you know, like I said, the information pertaining to your Indiegogo campaign is on your page. And the family can get involved. They can also um, keep updated with the page for any changes that are going to be made, information uh, about the trips that you're about to take, all of that good stuff, correct? Yes. Absolutely. So we are going to go to the callers right now. I don't want to keep you up too late. Um, I'm going to take a few calls. From our listening audience, family, if you are in the building, now it's time to press one. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we will bring you in to dialogue with our guests this evening, okay? All right, family, so don't hesitate. All right. Give me one second. Waiting for my board to act right. Here we go. We're going to go to, we got a call in the building from the 773. Caller from the 773-575. All right. Give us one second. My board is acting kind of wacky, but this line should be open any second. Call it, just let us know when your line opens up from the 773575. Let's give it a second. My studio just decided it wanted to. Um, do you, before we get into the callers or while I wait for, should I say while I wait for this line to open up? 
Brother King Na, do you have any speaking engagements coming up in the near future? And, you know. What do you mean by that? Do you have anything um, coming up in the near future where you'll be speaking that the family can come out and support you or inform other people in the area that you might be coming to? You know. We have a, a couple different things um, in New Jersey, and a lot of his traveling events is uh, once the school year is out, so that's after uh, in, around June, July. But um, okay. it's something in New Jersey called the Partnership for Children. That's in Bloomfield. I, I don't have everything offhand. All of that information will be on the website within the next couple of days. But so you definitely have um, a couple different speaking engagements that, that he'll be doing. Okay. I am waiting on my computer. As odd as it is, it was A-OK all through this conversation, and I was pulling some tricks, but, you know, we're smarter than the computer, so we're just going to get it together. And also, just um, anybody that's looking to get their children into um, acting or or um, just to show whatever whatever they have to present. This is not just about acting or, you know, motivational speaking. If it's if it's academic, if it's sports, if it's they want to learn the camera. Uh, where Red Pill met me in North, that's the hub. That's uh, 135 Prince Street. That's a youth facility where um, I teach a class uh, with um, media uh, graphic designs. Teach them how to uh, video production. Teach them how to use the camera, green screen. Everything when it comes to production and setting up and creating your own content. That's what I teach. That that starts in the summer. Um, I don't have the exact date, but you can just contact uh, King Na email, K I N G N A H H at uh, Yahoo dot com if you have any children that's looking to just get out there, whether they could sing, whether they uh, whether they grade or karate, anything. We're trying to present new content, new ideas. Even you know him being a motivational speaker, that's kind of new. Uh, you know, a nine-year-old to be a motivational speaker and do music and do acting. And every day he's becoming new things as he tell me what he want to do and what he want to be. And um, I, also, yeah. I also know how to play the piano and beatbox. <clears throat> yeah, play the piano and beatbox. And that's what, that's what we do, you know. So if you look at his Instagram or what he do, he got his own radio show and teach him Brandon, teach him, and, he, and along with the graphics and everything, he he's hands-on with everything he do when it comes to his DVDs, when it comes to setting up his radio show, when it comes to the website, you know, so everything he's in from, from the front end to the back end, he's understanding hands-on so nobody can be able to take anything away from him. He understands the machine and this is what we want to do, create these platforms, you know, because this is the networks now, you know, this is what's raising so many children, the telephones, the TVs, the laptops, the um, tablets, this is what people are watching. This is what the children are watching. This is what they're doing all day, every day. But it's just about giving them different options and different platforms and different things that they find fun and they find interesting. Absolutely. So. They definitely are. Brother Red. Yes. Is your computer open yeah. on your end? Uh, yeah. But I had a tall pro- I had a problem logging into the uh, blog talk page. 
You got a problem logging into Blog Talk? Yeah, text me to log in, and I'll do it through my phone. I mean, text me through my phone, and I'll, I'll do it again. All right. Um, just give it a minute. I'll probably just – I just shut down my browser. I'm just going to reload it. Okay. You know, we just got to keep chopping it up for another five minutes or something until I get this together. Indeed. All right. Yes, sir. In the meantime, do you mind if I have some tech talk with my brother real quick and chop it up on some uh, tech techie stuff? Please, yes. Indeed. Uh, do you are you are you aware of the uh, virtual reality? Me? No, no, no. Your father. <laughs> as far as uh, the technology, how to build it, create it, or is it a new platform going on? Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm mostly referring to um, Oculus Rifts and the. Uh, the strides that that te- that that software has ma- has uh, been made within the realm or the, within the sector of virtual reality. I've seen a couple different platforms popping up. I haven't uh, got into it, but I definitely see where they're going with it. With the uh, that the, they got the eye sets where you put it on your your head and you're actually living and you see the realities and you see the worlds and. So I've seen a couple different platforms and a couple different people that's presenting those uh, kind of concepts, but I haven't got hands-on and looked into it. Okay, indeed. Well, from your observation, you know, from a creative standpoint, do you think or have you do you, do you feel like if um, the children or the babies or even the young students that are out there who are you know, into video game gaming um, and things of that nature. If they were to see some of their information, whether it may be ancient, um, that that you know themselves in antiquity, or if they were to see them in the future, or even in the now, do you think that would be very effective in, as a learning modality? Um, with, with children, with children, I think, or with children, I know. You know, because they always say children are downloads. So it's just about the appetite, you know, not only food, whether it's the the spiritual, whether it's the physical, whether it's the creative food, and opening up those doors to introduce them. Because a a lot of things they don't like are usually the things that they're not introduced to. So that's what become foreign, that's what become corny, that's what become whack, and that's what those are the things that they're not into. So you have those things that you have certain children that's innately or that's in tune to certain things from, you know, as soon as they're born. But, you know, to, to capture and captivate different children is just about them seeing it frequently, about creating it and making it repetitious. So I believe that's how we do everything. And, and the beauty of Instagrams and these vines, it, it produces you something so fast, so quick, and so rapid. We can pretty much make anything go viral as long as we catch and understand the language. And and these children love technology Anyway, any way they can communicate, any way they can adapt and and apply to these applications and apply to these different things, they love it. And and it's the same frequency and the same interest whether they're creating it or whether they're uh, just participating. But it's just about tapping into it and and showing them how to create it 
and how it works. Is this yeah, or giving certain? them yeah. exactly, or giving them the option to you know what I'm saying? Just say, yeah. look, we you have the option to participate in it or create. Either or, it's your choice. You could make the apps, or you could be uh, in awe playing the apps. You have the choice, so that's why I was saying it. After walking out of the Jacob Javis Center today, I was I'm going to tell everybody, every child, if even if it's not for you, you you know the the parent might be analog, they might be part of a of a of, a, of a older era, and that's cool, you know, no problem. But the, if the children as a child is digital, have to put a 3D printer in the home. Why? Because if a child could conceive, can conceptualize something in its mind. If it could think of something, and then if it could go and bring it into into um, materialization, into conceptualization by drafting it or sketching it, and then you have a technology where they could press a button and it will actually print out in 3D. Do you know that you're dealing with Kabbalah? Like that's the tree of life right there. That's ancient science. The, the 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 possibilities that you begin to hardwire in your child's mind by just having that available to them is endless compared to the child who doesn't know how to take his ideas and bring it into conception, who never experienced anything like that, who doesn't think that anything that he or she can imagine they could create not through a middleman, not through a corporation, not selling their souls or, you know, yeah. um giving up their likeness and their rights to, to a middleman, actually just right. doing it in the city of their home. So let me, right, let me tie this in to the show that we did last Friday, Family, with the brothers who created Brother Man Comics, our brother Brian McGee and company. Um, you know, what, what, what I saw yesterday at the 3D printing convention is that now you can take your sketches, the doodling that we used to do when we was King Nas age, you know, me and Red were were artists, you know what I'm saying, along with A. A. Rashid and KT to R. Segree and all of us, you know what I'm saying? We all used to just draw and create our own world in two-dimensional characters. You can take those sketches now, and they had the tablets. They had the same tablets, the, the Wacom tablets the, um, that the brothers was talking about on the show that they used to create, that they're using to... Uh, draft up their new comic book series, the animated comic yeah. book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Syntec, I think it yeah. was called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had that, they had the tablet there. So they showed me how you could take the, the, the sketches and create 3d models out of those sketches and you could print them. So your doodling, your sketches, these characters, family that we always used to create as children. I, and when I say we, I'm talking to the family that's listening to me because I know we got artists out there that did the same thing. I know we got parents out there that their children are doing this now where they're sketching and they're filling these notebooks up with these characters. You can create those characters into, into toys. You can play with oh, your own mind. Line. creation Back. at this point. Yeah. You can create your own toilet. They had full body scanners in there yesterday, family. Full body scanners. You step on a on a module like out of Star Trek. Like when you go to the hollow the, the, the hollow deck, you step on this on this, this, this module and these screens spin around you. They're scanning you 
and they're scanning your entire person into a 3D figure. They're taking a, a picture of you, x-ray picture of you, you know, without x-ray technology, family, they're using lights and scanners. And then they can print that image of you out into a toy. Into a toy, man. Huh, that's crazy. Keep in mind. Yeah, and when I'm you do your re- that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can get the King Nah toy line popping. Nah, I'm a holler at you. Line. Man, that's, 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 that's the thing with so, him. Like, y'all gonna tell him now? He gonna be I'm on the internet tonight. Nah, we gonna holler. We ain't talking about it. We gotta be about it with this one, <laughs> King. Not, with the suit on and everything, the detail is outstanding. He, he, so, he got he got um a little cartoon sketch and I, and I forgot to mention we also have a a, a a mascot so just like Barney we got a mascot called Mr. Bookie you know the reason we yes. chose it's, it's a walking talking book bag the reason we chose a book bag you know children see SpongeBob they see Barney but children don't see a dinosaur or a sponge every day but a book bag they identify it they they recognize it they see it every day in their life. Do what we gotta do, you know. So, like I said, it's definitely a pleasure to be on the phone. At the same time, we creating content, and I have some advice for y'all. I don't know if y'all ever looked at it. Um, a lot of a lot of us may say, you know, you know, me and my son. Every time I look at his comments, they say, "Oh, his parents must be doctors, lawyers," and it's nothing like that. So, if you out there and you working, you don't need a million dollars. You don't need, you know, a big investment. It's just about take the little you do have, start building. Just get on YouTube. Look up Google AdSense where you can start getting paid from your comments and from your videos. Learn how to build your website, you know. And then from there, it's just like when, when Blue Pill, when y'all when y'all do y'all interviews, you know, uh, Google AdSense that's still going through third party, and you you getting pennies from the comments or from the impressions. But this this is my advice. I don't know if y'all ever looked at it this way. You know, um, most of y'all stuff I see ten thousand or twenty thousand views or better. Every YouTube channel, you could print out the analytics. You could print out the numbers. So my advice, you know, y'all should take the analytic printouts and start going to local companies, Metro PTS companies in, in the in the hood and sell your own ads at the beginning of the interviews that y'all do. And, and create let's create our own ad network. If we know a hair product company, mm. I, I direct. They need a commercial. Okay, let's shoot that one-second commercial. Bang, let's put their commercials in front of all your content. If it's a gym or it's a sports or if it's a youth center that need a commercial, that need more people. If it's a business that they're they selling whole food, they're selling shakes, let's go, let's shoot the commercial, let's put it in front of the videos, let's put it in front of the content. So these are different things. I, I don't mind. A lot of times we worry about having a master plan and we never put it out there. I don't care if somebody copied this. We need it copied. We need it duplicated. We need it put out there. Google AdSense that's right. one way, but you can also create your own ads and oh. your own revenues and creating that content. Exactly. The people that are winning right now, the people who are part of the technological boom, they're dealing with everything that we are not dealing with as a collective. They have open source. Their whole thing is open source. They have forums. They have places where they share information, everything. The great master teacher, Google.com, he's awake 24 hours a day. You can ask him any question, and if he don't give you the right answer, at least he'll point you in the direction where you can find it. So everything is open. It's, everything is open source. There's nothing hidden right now. And anybody, look, anybody 
with the with, with the if you hear any teacher who's complaining about things being hidden from us and what they're holding back from us and what they're keeping from from us, run from them. Because they don't know what they're talking about. I, I, I hate to break your heart and say it like that, but it's that's not the talk right now. The talk is about tapping in to the network, and the and the and there's a revolution taking place. That revolution is allowing. No, there's a, there's an evolution taking place, and they have other people stuck in a revolution going backwards. Meanwhile, they're tapping into their evolution and they're moving forward. They got you looking behind yourself. They got you thinking about thinking you. They got you feeling like you're living in the '60s, watching slave movies, programming you, keeping you at a point of reference where you're identifying with the slave on the plantation because conditions, the way that they're writing and structuring those movies, they're making sure that they're they're, they're layering that so they can relate it to today and yesterday. So you slaving on your job, you slaving for a boss, you're not a boss, you're thinking like an employee, you think like a worker, you're on the plantation, you know, you're part of the system, you're on paper, you're on child support, you're all of these things, you're 14th Amendment citizen, and people are relating to that and they're fit and, and they're trapped in a mental time zone, they're frozen in an era or a place where they're just, they're the victim. They're the victim and that's their operating systems. They they also don't understand when they sit in front of the TV they think a transaction is not going on, like straight you're, transactions. You're mm-hmm. downloading thoughts that you're going to be using to think tomorrow. So when you watch a television program, that content is how you're going to conduct yourself. Now, same thing Martin Luther King said: your content of our character. If we if we just looked at the internet and said nothing, what does the content say about us? This is why we fear doing business with each other because it's, it's content, negative content. Is no fathers out there. Is no, and 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 that's one thing that I that I see now. Like you know, my my son is not one, and he's not super unique. It's millions of children out there like my son. It's millions of brilliant children, but every story and every article is put out there like this is the only one super smart kid. But it's nobody's job to create that content to show that we can do business together, to show that we have brilliant children, to show that we can build economics. And it's about building it and creating it. Like it shouldn't be 10,000 uploads of why we can't and then two of how we could. It's always going to drown out why and how we could. You know, so as we build, those are the solutions. Those are the solutions, understanding how we could pull the young men off the street by showing them Google AdSense, showing them how they can create revenue off the everyday life. Their everyday life is content. This phone conversation is content. Everything is content. My my son do the funniest stuff that we don't even upload. That's content. And and that's how we pull the young men off the street, showing them, giving them the, giving them their own Google account. They already have their own cameras, their phones, and they're teaching them how to do their logos and pr- 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 you know, produce it the right way. If you look at my son's Instagram or his websites, you know, he helped with everything, but he also is competing with whatever companies out there. His production, his pictures, his quality. So it's like when we present in our brands and we present in our company, that's all we have to worry about is presenting it the right way. So we would want to take part and we, we want to buy it and we think it's cool and we're not picking our, our brands apart. And we're not afraid and we're not right. afraid to take to take place in it. And that's truly what I what Indeed. I what I know it's about. You know, let's create the content, let's create the games. And while we're on a journey, whether we go in the right way or the wrong way, let's produce the content that's gonna live longer than us to show people no, you don't go this way. 
you don't do this like that. We need to create the content. So it's everything we doing, whether it's uh, a lot of the blogs and my that's that my son is doing. A lot of them is our real life. You know, he's talking about his mother not being there. He's talking about different things he's going through. He's talking about school. These are, this is our real life. You know, everybody get motivated yeah. from everybody get motivated from Martin Luther King, but they forget his story about rocks getting thrown at him in his head. Those was real rocks hitting him in the head. Everybody want to be motivated, but nobody want to put in the work. Nobody want to hurt. Nobody want the pain. Nobody want to struggle. And it all comes with the journey. It all comes with climbing and, and creating, you know. So we can't fear none of that. Can't We can't fear, you know, being ripped off or whatever the case, but then we have to educate each other. Whenever you get ripped off, you're an accomplice in being ripped off because you have to inform yourself in business. You have to understand the contracts. We have to, you know, who know about contracts, who know about the camera, who know about YouTube, who know about technology, who know about whatever we need to put at the table, but share our information and let's, let's not try to rape each other. Whenever I do do something for you, I want a million dollars more. You know, let's use each other's value and let's build this machine. Indeed. All right. With that, I want to take it to the callers, family, 347-637-2135. If you're listening on the computer, you have four minutes to call in, 347-637-2135. Press 1, be heard. Any questions, comments, or concerns, we're going to go to 773-575 for our first caller. Peace, family. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Greetings. Caller from the 773. Hello. Peace. Are you with us? We can hear you. Caller from the 773. Hello. Peace, family. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Yeah, we can I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, man, peace to the gods then, brother. I, I, I couldn't tell you heard me, man. I just listened to the show, checking out the gods, checking out the list. Okay. Sound like y'all talking to me tonight, man. I appreciate the gods putting the wisdom out here and giving the little shorty a platform, man. No doubt. So, that's no all. Doubt. Just all want right. to call the gods and big up for the inspiration. Glad Absolutely. Salute. All right, love. Indeed, brother. Love, peace. All right, let's go to caller from the three four seven three four seven nine seven two. Caller from the three four seven. Peace. Peace and greetings and all that good greetings. Stuff yes, that is that is going on with Nota Ledge Radio and. Um, but there. Yeah, I know you are, and I just want to uh, big up the youth that is doing all of these positive works, creating his own enterprise, and I commend the parents uh, that are allowing the youth to do what he feels. I mean, I know definitely he's a crystal being and an indigo child. I can see it in his eyes. I can see it in your eyes, little man, and I'm Wait, sure. Excuse me, yes. Did you just say indigo, indie, indigo, indie? I forgot the name of it, but 
I looked yes, up. I, I, I looked out those type of children, and I just found out that I was one of them. And thank yeah, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could tell because I I I work with crystals too, and I am also you know uh, one of those as well. And I wanted to let you know that a good book that you can also add to your library. I'm sure your dad or mom has it, but if they don't, um, The Science of Getting Rich and Think and Grow Rich. Those are both, it should be a requirement for everyone to read because it's not just about money. It deals with the whole Mm -hmm. spirituality of the right brain and creation and how we can bring intangible things into the tangible world, into the material world. And I I just I mean I'm I'm you know these books have been around in my library but something definitely uh drew me to really get into it and study it. I mean really study it instead of, you know, um doing other things. It's like I'm in college reading you know, this information, which is out there for everyone to read if they're picking up on it. And I see that, you know, maybe you might not have read it, but you're definitely practicing uh, the law of attraction, and you are definitely dealing with the fact that thoughts are things and their energy. And I'm sure you have plenty of crystals, and if you don't, I will. Thanks. I work with crystals. <laughs> Do you have any crystals? Mm-hmm. No, we we need some crystals. But th- those two books are definitely uh, 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 two of my favorite. And, and as a man thinks, but I, I gotta I gotta let him check it out. I, I ain't, uh, he, if I read it, he read it because you know I give him the the, the energy substance of that information. So he, it's right. Him. And the other thing is, it's an audio. Um, yeah, on YouTube. Yes, yes. Definitely. definitely. And for me, the best one that I listen to uh, is the one you know that because because I have the audio and the um, and the book, the tangible book too. Mm-hmm. Um, is the one if you YouTube Think and Grow Rich and you scroll down with the ones that have the headphones around uh, the book. Okay. That's the one you want to listen to. That's really, really good. And the science of getting rich is also audio. So I find that both are very helpful in reprogramming the subconscious mind. You know, and and it even says in the book that it should be a requirement for anybody. And when Blue Pill or Red Pill said, you know, if people are holding you back and this and that, nah, man. You gotta you gotta put on a different thinking cap right now, mm-hmm. and you gotta learn and you have to learn how to do things in a certain way. The mm-hmm. things that we have been doing is not the way that we should be doing them. There's a certain way that you're gonna achieve what you're gonna great be words achieving. Of inspiration. Huh? I said great words of inspiration. Yeah, man, I love you. I mean, I saw your picture and I said, OMG, this is a one of my crystal babies. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, when 
you get a chance, um, well, when I get a chance, um, I know Red Pill is going to put it in the chat on Facebook because I'm listening to uh, it via phone, and I will get your information and I will send you some very, very nice crystals, my Lord, because you are one of those. And when you get a chance, watch the film Divergent and Insurgent. I'm not promoting for them. I, I'm just saying there's, there's really good messages in that, in those films, you know. I was, with, um, I was sure to look it up. And How's Moving Castle, different animes and stuff. I'll, I'll email you and I'll give you, you know, I'll share what I've been um, reading and, 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 and dealing with. But I'll tell you, every time I set my table out, with the crystals, I mean, the youth, they just, you know, the parents say, oh, don't touch, don't touch. And I tell the parents, allow the youth them to touch the crystals because they know Wait, what's you're talking going about, on. You're talking about real crystals? Wow. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I just did a class in China with a group of children via Skype, and they went bananas with the crystals. And I just got finished sending them a bunch of crystals for the class. Yes, I will do that for you. I promise you I will do that. Please, please, yeah. I, I'll, I'll appreciate it so much. Oh, no, you you will. You got it. You you. <laughs> Bluefield, you know what you got to do. You got to send me the information. And and I, I will definitely, you. I mean, first thing Monday morning, or if I can get to the post office tomorrow, I will send you some very beautiful crystals. I'm telling you. I will. That's that's from Auntie Kafunia, okay? And and I and I have a website too, crystals. I'll I'll send you I'll send you over that information, okay? Because I have a website and God bless you and mommy. Thank you. You too. And Daddy, and keep up the great works, okay? Okay. I love you so much. Oh my God, I'm I'm just like, go for it, you know, because that's what we need right now. New ideas. You too. Thank you. Yes, I. Peace and blessings, my brother. Thank you. Peace and blessings to you too. Yes. I. Me too. Yes. Love you too. Yes. Namaste. Peace. Um, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, we have another caller in the building. Our resident Cosmo physician, caller from the four one zero five nine five. Peace. Peace, Lord. I um. Peace, Lord. I want to say peace to the young man. I heard him a few weeks ago. You know, called him on the internet. I play YouTube a lot. And um, his father. Congratulations, bro. You are exemplary, man. You get all hats taken off right now. Peace. <clears throat> I appreciate that, man. Appreciate I'm not a father. It. I'm not a father. I don't have to be a father to know what one what one looks like, man. And you look a whole lot like one from over here. Okay. <laughs> really, I appreciate that. I, I grew up without a father, too. And uh, some of the things that you said really touched me to the depths of my heart, you know. And I was, he said something, you said something about, um, when you keep telling your children no, you ingrain that in them. And I was like, listen to the doctrine of my at, you know, 
how about how we kill the uh, the hero in our children by not allowing them to explore, you know? And I so I dug that because my old earth just let me do whatever my interest was. She boasted it, and she backed it up by not letting me quit it very quickly. But whatever I wanted, yeah, you get that, but you don't get to quit it when you want, you know. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, uh, and I like what you're doing, what you see, what you see. That's all. Big respect, man. Honor. I appreciate that, man. Every day, every day, we learning and we growing. You know, it's, we 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 on the boat together. He he, he won't mm-hmm. let me have it. I have to say, he won't let me have it my way, man. But like I say, when you respect anybody, you respect you respect the vibration they words come with. And well, you charged he, with a vicious responsibility, man. And uh, you got your hands full. You juggling pretty well. So I'm not, you know, I'm not even tripping. And you know, I know. Like you know, you you have a son, so you you seeing what what the times that we living in, so you know, and you still got to keep your cool for him, and at the same time, you know, this is the whole thing, the whole dynamic is really vicious, man. It comes at a time when fatherhood needs to really be shown because they've done so much to destroy it. You know, you're the biggest reason why they hate black men because we do very good jobs when we're supposed to, you know. So <laughs> you know, and we give birth to gods. So uh, you 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 birthing one right here, you know. You're a threat. Yeah, I definitely, you know, where it come from. Um, you know, you have to be confident. We, you know, I definitely understand. You know, the negativity and I understand. More of us need to be like you, man. I appreciate that. You know, if I ever have any like shit, this is gonna be an inspiration to me. We got we got to yeah, be confident. I'm, I'm, we we can't childish. Can't, but if can't I had, worry. That's right. We can't worry, you know, worry. You're you going to worry. You can't let no, that get you, you down, can't, right? You can't download that thought in your system. You can't download that thought in your vibration. You can't be creative. You can't be loving. Once you drop that in your mind, now you're trying to be creative with a worry chip in your mind. You're trying to love with a worry chip in your mind. You got to just do what you got to do. You know, if, if you got to look at it like this. If I'm going to build my son to be great and he's going to have harm from the outside world, if I'm going to build him to be nothing, he's going to have harm from the outside world. Either way you look at it, you know. So if, if he's going to have harm from the outside world, I, I'm going to give you something, you know. Let, let's give the world something, you know. Everything great, most of the time, if you look at if you look at every great person or every super great person, if you want to be liked, you want you basically going to be normal. Name me one great person that wasn't hated. Hate comes with being great, you know, because you're going to challenge people. Like, my, my son, is his image is challenge. His image is wake up and get off your butt. Whether you're a grown man and you're looking at this nine-year-old, like, how the hell is this nine-year-old doing all of this? And whether you are, you're a father and you're looking at this young man, he make you want to grab your son tighter. He make you want to challenge yourself, you know, because he make me want to challenge mine. <laughs> so the way that this is, this is what we got to do, you know, at the same time, Life's going to be life, you know, but confidence, focus, and dedication, educate yourself, you know, keep your, keep your mind state right, and just move forward, you know, live in motion. Don't, don't, don't sit in the house. Don't let fear let you sit in the house. Live in motion. Do what you got to do. I wanted to ask you how you, um, how you, what did you say to him? Because, you know, I'm going to bring this to the fore because I'm curious. 
What did you say to him when? Because I know he had to speak to you about it, or y'all had to have an exchange. Either way, whoever brought it to who is no of no consequence. But when you know the violence in Missouri and the trend with the police killing all these young men came about, you know, I know that raised alarm in your heart as a black man and father, as an original Melanite man. Okay, and that had to, that exchange had to occur. I, I wish I could have been there. That would have been like the best, really, at reality TV episode in the world. Talk you want to about share that? some of that experience with me, man? Because I would like to know what how that played out between y'all, personally. We, we, we talk about, since he was a kid, like, we talk about so many deep topics. And when you understand the world, it's going to be trials and tribulations. Like, And then we research. So, like I said, I look up, I look up the world. We look up the world. We look up everything. And I don't give him information to take it in emotionally. I give him information to understand it. I don't take none of this going on in the world like, oh, my God, we got to worry. You got to be careful out here. I, I take it, and we look at it, and we observe it, and we break it down. And I build him off of that. I don't give it to him to worry, to duck, to hide. This is why you got to stand up taller. This is why you got to be stronger. This is why you got to be even more powerful. And that's how we take that in. I, I, I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not into Look at this, because, you know, once you look at the world, you can't, once you go after information, you're not shocked when information come across your desk, you know, because it's deeper than, you know, Mike Yeah, Brown yeah, yeah, you already, and, got, you already got the fact that it's going to be an aha moment under wraps. Yeah. I, I have one more question for you. I don't mean to cut your wisdom, but I don't okay. know how much time we got. And um, I do a question, like, do you, do you understand status, sovereignty, and law, and all that? And you, Are you home teaching this to your son? Uh you know, stuff like that? Of course. I, mean, I understand that. Black Law Dictionary, Sovereignty, Uniform. Oh, well, that's all code. I want to know. Uh, yeah. Yes, 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 indeed. We all know all that. Well, uh, my questions are done, really. I just, you know, you satisfied my curiosity. I could I could create a zillion more. I'm pretty sure there's other people that want to speak to you. So I'm, I will take this moment to bow out. And it was an honor to talk with you. You were actually to be inspired yeah, by your hand son. up. Oh, really? So I get to run well, my mouth. No, <laughs> no. Nah, you you um, were, you you were. I see some more hands in there, but I, okay, I thought that you well. would at least ask. You know what the brother's sign was. But well, I didn't want to go there because you know I'm not gonna pick for him what his what, what his son's curricula should be. And his son regularly listens to this show, so if he wanted to know, he just suggested. I I that's the attitude I took, but they don't mind. I don't have a problem with it. I already know Shorty of Virgo rising simply from his appearance, his, uh, his skull structure. I don't know what his sunshine is. So if they don't mind, I would love to do it. He's November November 10th. I'm December 13th. Okay, hold on. So you're the Sag. Yeah, in his, in his, in his natal fourth. All right. He's, say it again, November 10th? Yeah. So he's a Scorpio. So he was born like what? Shortly after midnight, a few hours after midnight. I don't even. Nah, he was born in the, in the daytime. He was born in the morning. I, I, it, was, it was probably like eleven, twelve o'clock. He was born. Well, that would be Capricorn rising then. Okay, it's still an Earth sign. Yeah, so you are. He's a sign of the teacher of Capricorn is rising. So that's what you like to do: teach and lecture. And um, my phone's going crazy. Um, that's him. Okay, you said he was born around eleven a.m. That's good. Yours is December what? Thirteen. What time? What year? Eighty-two. Okay, and what year is he? Two thousand five. 
Okay. And what time were you born, you know? <laughs> I have no idea, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Is there, you ever had surgery or injury, a, a, a broken sprain? Yeah, I had uh, surgery one time. On what part of the body? I had a hernia. Oh, Aquarius. So you're, you're crazy humanitarian, verbalist, big brother, older or most responsible child. Philosopher in every aspect, and you like people to speak what they know. Really, see, you hide the part when they, you hide the fact that you you don't want to hear that garbage. If it's got no veracity, your knowledge, networking, that's your thing. I I heard you mention a little bit about that. Friendly too. No, nah, uh, um, in that case, uh, see what what I learned, and um, like I said, language, like not to not to say dumb or stupid, but the the. The conversations where I get the most from is when I do talk to people that that's supposed to not know nothing. I, those give me the deepest, and and it's not even what they say, is is how that information. Yeah, what they're comes showing you that they me. don't know, right? You know, it's how you know the, <laughs> the, the quote unquote smartest people, they really have repetitive, empty conversations. Yeah, it can get rhetorical and repetitive, repetitious indeed. Because they only focus on one area, and intelligence isn't 360 degrees. You know, no one is. This. That's why we only get to see after picture. You know, we don't get to see behind us. We have to turn our heads, put some effort into getting that full, fuller scope. You know, the the uh, metaphysics too, along with the mystery and the math, all that, and the science, all that works. You know, so but um, I, this is I took the information because I'm curious. You know, um, but to give it to you, you a greater responsibility has come on you like in the last two or three months. Time, in fact, is all uh, all mixed up. You know, uh, you and it'll take nothing for restructuring. That's your normal disciplinary path. I'm, uh, you know, I I uh, I assume, I infer that uh, uh, you were born like um. At twelve o'clock, between I mean, pardon me, between six and, and eight in the morning, since you don't know what time, but that gives you a uh, Capricorn rising, very reserved, very disciplined in your approach, you know, and um, that that would indicate, you know, uh, strife in the home as a kid, or having a lot of competition, a lot of sports in your teens, and and how that the interaction brought you to understand talent on every level and other people, you know, your crazy manager. I was managerial too, you know. <laughs> but that—that's just the impression. I, we don't have a time of birth, so that all could be very wrong. Yeah, you know. Sometimes I hit yeah. it right on the head, you know, when I don't know the time of birth, and sometimes I don't. But anyway, um, yeah. So what I was reading just now was Saturn making his ingress upon Sagittarius. You were born December thirteenth. You are a Sag. Sun, at least, so that applies to how you're looking at the world. Yeah, things are not going to go as fast as you want them to go the next three years because there's some organized some, some things you skipped over in the last seven years that need to be reorganized. You know, they might have to do with education, travel, or transportation, or long things that are uh, of a long distance. But you know, it, 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 it's, it's life, just like you said. You know, it just comes around sometimes that you have to get more responsible, and this is one of those times, especially with your son. Now, he was born in the afternoon at 11 in November. That wasn't daylight savings time. The sun could not have been more than 45 to 52 degrees away from the ascendant, which puts uh, Scorpio almost at the end of the temple. He's actually in the 11th. So Capricorn rising, that would be a heart murmur or an a issue with his upper back in his, in his childhood. Was there? What was there? What was the, what was the concern with him before the, uh, in, in, at his age now? No, I don't. 
No. No injuries to the face or head? I'm sure he plays. He had to adjust the gravity, all that stuff. So they had yeah, to he had an injury to his body. knee before. To his knee? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's not good enough. That's too, you know, it's not serious, right? I'm talking about, like, oh, yeah, ear infection or something that needed medical attention. No. Okay, so he hasn't had that yet. No. You know, as a baby, I would, you know, some babies, they catch asthma or they catch uh, the flu or pneumonia or the chicken pox or this and that. None of that. He had none of that? No. See, that's because you took good care of me. <laughs> you know? So uh, uh, they, uh, if he was born at 11. That puts Capricorn at the ascendant, too. So he should keep his heart in order. But, you know, that that's all per how correct, you know, the time of birth is, you know? We're, we're dealing with a, a, genera- a, a, a generalization of that. You know, we get real precise when I look at the charts and things of that nature. And uh, I, I was really impressed. I had no idea that I would ever get the opportunity to speak with him. But uh, uh, when I when I saw him, somebody had posted it on Facebook. So, I, you know, I went to do the research. I saw it on YouTube. He made me cry, hmm. you know. <laughs> Not be, he just because it's just, I'm like, wow, there it goes, you know. And, you know, you, know, you ask for something, you get exactly what you ask for. I'm like, somebody needs to teach their kids. You know, and I don't have any to do it with, you know, fortunately. I've been very careful. You know, I don't have any children to, to sit down. But I always said to myself, if I had a son, my son would be doing this. And I would teach my son at this age. I wouldn't wait until he's 13. You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, like I get a lot because I teach a lot of people cosmophysics. And most of the people I come to, I have to teach them long division. Or they have a problem with long division. And I say, my God, you know, these grown people can't add, subtract, multiply, divide. So if I had a kid, I would make sure that by the age of eight, he would know all of his math like they do in Japan. So when I saw that picture, uh, the, the the clip of your son, I was like, my, you know, it was it was moving, you know. And I do have the moon in Capricorn, so there's more likely he's closer to 23 degrees Capricorn than anything else, you know. As you get older and you get mature, Don, you got, uh, I'm talking to your son, you have Virgo, the criticizer, in the place of, of of your everlasting lesson. You will always learn how to bring criticism because you're going to have a lot of it, always, especially for religious institutions and how they hustle folks. He's going to grow into that idea real easy, okay? And he loves to... Uh, he loves his luxury and, and 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 he likes nice things and rich foods. That's that's his weakness there, you know. And um, lessons in love and materiality are gonna manifest as you get older. But I don't even want to spoil all that, you know. I'd rather read a person after the age of 21, <laughs> after they done been through three turns, you know, and um, so they understand some things. And I'm not uh, instrumental in, in in shaping them when it ain't time. But anyway, um. I'm really running out of stuff to get at. I hope that you continue to press your son, man, like you have in, the, in, in all the right places and, and to objectively observe things. I got that. You know, I don't teach it to him to make an imp- emotional impression. But, you know, he's going to get one anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he's going to have one. And the place of the moon in his chart is going to show that. And since this is, since we are, I, I infer that it's his seven, see, both of y'all must look an awful lot alike. I don't know what you look like. You know, because, uh, not just because of the genetics, but because y'all both got the same ascendant, too. So it's not even hard for him to emulate his father and to be more mature than his years, because Capricorn being at the ascendant does that. You know, it makes you very calculative and very careful and, you know, very private in your own personal spiritual perspectives, too. You know, 
So you know, whatever you did say tonight with that regard was 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 a gem because we don't understand half of it, you know. And um, very careful to speak as to not, you know, you to to see how others are going to react because you really want to meet everybody at their level, hard. So that's what you said about you know it's not necessarily calling them dumb and stupid, but the people who aren't supposed to know these are the people I like talking to because they're the ones showing you where the areas need to be filled the most, which are natural teacher tendency. You see, that's what you are too, natural teacher, a instructor, uh, you know, a uh, uh, trainer type of thing. So I don't know how much work or experiences you had with that in the past, but that's what you naturally, um, you know, get. <clears throat> no, it's funny. I just started. Smart started. professor, hard worker, after you get your work ethic from a from a fatherly figure, you did. So whether it was uh, a, a male or female, this person was very masculine in their presentation, very disciplinarian in their work ethic, and that is where you learned that. And this is what you are imparting on your son, like the most. Like you feel like that's what kids needed the most. You know, um, yeah, uh, values too. You really feel that values are important. Morality. So you know you're hard on that because you do you're hard on morality from the heart, and and sincere empathy for for those who don't understand due to cancer being in the seventh place. So you know the domestic situation became very unsettled for you probably around 2003 2004, and um to you know that automatically shaped your sentimentalisms and your rationalisms apart from your emotions. So this whole uh ordeal your son being born uh after that had to go into it you know his mom's was the lesson for you in that area unless or it was unless it was the woman before his mom's i'm I'm pointing to uh <laughs> the year i said anyway i'm see, i'm just reading in my head right so um also um uh yeah you'd have been good with in law as a lawyer because you really what you are as a counselor a teacher a counselor a counselor you go advice and counseling you know, that that would be good, you know, area for you to have been through from what we see. And um this 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 format with Capricorn at the ascendant, I'm not even reading with regard to your year. Like you were born in nineteen eighty two, so we know that Jupiter had just passed through Libra and is in Virgo. Oh yeah. So you believe in, in work no matter how much it takes. Yeah. Keep plugging away. That's your thing because, you know, you have to dig very deep to find a diamond. And you have to go through very, you know, very many levels of mantle. And you don't have a problem because, you know, after all that work, you're going to have you something that's going to bring you some fruit. So that's your philosophy. So you think you chose that, but you were made for it. You were made in that mode. That's the cloth yeah. that you cut from. All right, brother. I don't want to keep the young Appreciate Lord up that, too late. I got about two more callers I want to pass through. Right. Indeed, Lord. I didn't, I didn't mean to hug it, but you know. No, no, it was an honor to read you, too, bro. I appreciate that, man. You, you, you was like 97% on, man. <laughs> I was just listening to you. on point, man. You're welcome, man. Peace. I appreciate it. All right. Salute, my brother. Indeed. And that brother's part of the academy. He's part of the university and you know, we have our ambitious goals over here to create that online institution, you know what I'm saying, where we can cater to prodigies such as, you know, your son and um, their parents as well, you know what I'm saying? This information has to be taught whole scale across the globe. So we have some very ambitious goals that 
we look forward to implementing, you know, in terms of a lasting legacy, you know, where our work can totally outlive us. <clears throat> Definitely so, for that. Let's go to um we got a caller from the eight five eight triple nine eight five eight nine nine nine. Peace to you and yours, caller. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Hey, peace. How y'all doing? Good, brother. Wonderful, brother. Hey, I just I just wanted to add something because the way he said that he uh he taught his son. You know, not from an emotional standpoint, but using a lot of uh, facts and analyzing information. I just wanted to build on that. Uh, my queen was going through a little something with one of her professors at the university who was, you know, teaching teaching uh, uh, some information, basically in a white supremacist format. And we had to go through and look at the stats on some different things just to show, uh, so that they gather some information for the dean to show the dean that, you know, not only was what he was preaching, uh, what he was teaching in the wrong format, but it, it wasn't the truth. So that that is where we go when we say, hey, you know, how we need to look at this problem or the other. And I don't think that uh, just as we would say, uh, you know, a lot of people point out, hey, he's doing a good job with his son or something. There's a lot of fathers out here right now doing real good jobs with they with their son, even when we're talking about uh, black men. So we need to look at the stats and look at the numbers and really recognize that we have been making a lot of uh, large strides in some areas. All right? And keep in mind that uh, being weak fathers, that's not in our nature. You know, that was the slave master going down there uh, raping a woman, then selling his own seed out of that rape into slavery. That's not us. We don't do that, you know, just to speak on that. So what he's doing is in our nature, and not to say that he shouldn't be applauded, and we shouldn't recognize it and say, you know what, that's the right thing to do. But, you know, I'm pretty sure it should come natural for him. Now, you know, that's just all I wanted to add on and build on that. A lot of different <coughs> things in there. You hear me? No, I, I agree with that. You know, it, it's, it's just all about who controls the narrative. You know, on my journey, I see so many fathers and fathers all over the place. But at the end of the day, it's a business, you know. It's a business. It makes The narrative makes more money saying that we're not there, you know. So yeah. why is somebody, somebody going to compliment the truth when the truth don't make money? And it's all about, like I say, perception and perspective. If your perception don't make, you know, that corporate world or that industry money, that's not the perception or perspective they want to build and create, you know. I definitely agree with you. Indeed. All right. Y'all, y'all have a good evening. All right. I'll, I'll keep listening. As always, yes, indeed. Give thanks, my brother. That's right. Peace. Peace. Right, we have one more call for the evening. All right, family. Let's go to caller from the Skype. Our brother, I'm Chasserod. Peace. Yes. Are you there? Greetings. Greetings. Yes, indeed. Greetings. You can hear me loud and clear. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, one short question for y'all, the pills. Um, how was the um, 3D printing event? Uh, we've been speaking on it all evening, my brother. It was okay, a magical right. event. It was, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, one question since I really um, 
and pretty late. Um, to the brother with children. Um, what is the challenge you as being a father of? I'm not sure if this is your only child. You have many more. In regards to you know taking the initiative into um what they should know in life, both educationally and regular things in life. That's you you were breaking up. You were breaking up. A I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me repeat the question. It, it, it's gonna be hard to because you know I'm on Skype. I'm saying, what is the thing that you find challenging? Um, taking the, the initiative of, I would say, educating your your son or any of other of your other kids of you know the basic things of life and the necessities of you know the things they should learn, you know, outside of the um, institution if you put them in in it. That's my question. Um, basically, my challenge is in, in teaching and teaching what, what I know my son needs is just to fight from the institutions because we've been programmed so long and we've been programmed to believe it's a right way. We've been programmed with these concepts where we don't, we don't question it. We don't ask the questions, where do we get these concepts from? So, like I said, you know, I got custody of my son when he was four years old. But from one to four, my son was being raised totally different. You know, his mother was in his life a lot more. She's not really in his life, you know. So that's even a fight. But that's what I was, that was a problem because she believed she had a way she wanted him to be. I believe I, I had a way I wanted him to be, you know. And then when I take him to school, teachers got ways they think he should be. When I take him different places, it's ways where we, where somebody told us and we believed that, you got to raise this kid like this because this kid's supposed to be raised like this. When a life is unique, a life is different. It's not one format you're supposed to raise a kid. You know, this is why when you go get a, a, a blood test, it, it's different. When you get your fingerprint, you're unique. That's your own fingerprint. So I raised my son in motion. You know, when he moved like this, I, 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 I adjust this. I do this. I grow with this. I don't have a one format. And then I let what's in front of me show me what I need to do, what I need to upgrade, what I need to take away. If I need more motivation, if I need to take it away, if I need to be hard, if I need to be, if I need to listen more. You know, I think parenting is, is, is the big job is listening because you're dealing with a life. Anything that could grow is not permanent, you know, so how can I raise them the same as four, as eight? So it's always changing. And it's always so that's my hardest thing is is blocking out the outside entities, but at the same time letting some of them in so he can understand. This is how people think you're supposed to think. What you think about this and and talking in it, opening that dialogue, you know, and at the same time just trying to express that to the people and the parents that I meet. So, in regards to the mistress of your your queen that um that on the page. Do you um find it um ironic for any man in general when even when they deal with any woman and she decided to take in life? You think it's more peril that um times if the woman's not on the same page, not that we have to do as men was in our duty for our best interest for our children in regards to their education, their future, and ways to get through life, regardless how the system is pedigree for the destruction. I heard some of it, but I didn't hear everything you, you said. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat the question again. Sorry. Okay. I said, um, in regards to the mistress that we picked to carry yeah. our seeds, you hear me good? It's gonna break yeah. Up. 
Yeah. And at times, you know, we pick them and choose them. And at times, they are not, like, on the same page. Like mm-hmm. most of us brothers online tonight. Is it, you think, in our sole duty that at times, we take initiative to take that even deeper responsibility to take, um, how should I say, um, what we want out of our children in regards to the future, to how they should proceed in this system or any form of system that's oppressing to us as a nation. Um, basically, like I say, perception and perspective and it makes your reality. We say we are people. We say we related because we black. We say we understand the same thing when we don't. You know, I met my mother, my, my son, mother. We we was kids. I met her at thirteen. She was my first girlfriend. She was, you know, she was. We we broke. We was together since two uh, since we was thirteen all the way to two thousand and six. You know, so we pretty much grew together. But we we was suffering together. We was lost kids together. She was in a foster home system. I was in a foster home system. So you would have to question who taught me how to be a man. I would have to question who taught her how to be a woman. Where do we get our hmm. life? Where do we get our life concepts from? You know, so I wasn't even a man to be able to pick a woman. She wasn't even even a woman to be able to understand what we was going through. So we basically living and guessing as we grow. You know, so how can I pick a woman if I don't even know what a man is and I don't even know what I am to pick a woman? You know, so it worked out okay, it worked out fine, but things she suffered through through her childhood, she just couldn't beat it. I so happened and I got lucky and, and I fought to beat mine and all the trauma and struggles I've been through. But we have to ask ourselves, love, we say we love each other, but what's my concept of love? What's your concept of love? What's your concept of the system? What's my concept of the system? So when I say system, what do you mean by system? And some people can't do without their system because their system become their God. Their system become their life. So once you take their foundation away, they're going to fall. So it's not about, you know, it's just about taking now that I understand that, that, you know, I took the time to research to understand what I am as a man. I believe it's the difference between a driver and a mechanic. Some people think they know a car because they drive it every day. When a mechanic don't got to do, he don't, he don't have to drive a car a day in his life, but he know about the parts, the pieces, the engine, the transmission. So I know what I am as a man. I know how my parts and pieces in my mind work. So now I know how to identify with what a woman is and what a woman's supposed to look at and, and what I'm supposed to do to be able to attract a woman. And, and, I ha- and I understand now that I'm only attracting what I am, and I'm not attracting what, I'm, what I am on the outside. A lot of us, you know, if you, like, you look at the cakes in the store, all the cakes is vanilla icing, but until you cut into the cake, you don't know what you're dealing with. So all the women could be beautiful and look beautiful, but you got to know what you're dealing with. The same way as a car. You could get a, a beautiful car, but what's the transmission about? What's the engine about? So that's a certain level, being a man. Picking a woman, you have to understand yourself first to be able to attract yourself and build yourself and be on the same page and to be able to understand a system because just because we black don't mean we understand the same system. Just because we black and just because we in the same neighborhood, environments, and all of that. So it just depends on what system is in her mental and in her mind. So I have to find a woman that believes and understands or that's willing to learn and that's willing to not break and, and just diminish when I try to teach her a new system or when she tried to teach me a new system, and and vice versa. 
if that answers your question. And well, pills. You know, thank you, my brother. Well, well, pills. You know how I like to do it. Like to like to challenge most of the calls. I mean, most of the you know guests that comes on this show. How about I challenge you too, D brother, with the question? No, 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 All right, it's love. You know, I appreciate it, man. No, no, no you can take it. That's wonderful why, that's question, why, brother. Wonderful. You always ask. You always ask the questions that only you can ask, but they yeah, always, somebody, somebody you know, are necessary there, to be asked. Yes, indeed. They're always there. So we appreciate but you. All right. Time, Thank you. next time, good night. All right. Yes. Okay, bro. Yes, brother. Peace. So, my brother, and to the young lord, to the king, to the young prince, brother King Na, I want to. Say thank you from the bottom, from the middle, from the top. He didn't fell asleep, man. He probably, was playing his DS. He probably knocked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine such. But, but he, 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 he used But you relate us to him, yes. Yeah. No doubt you relate us to him that we tot- totally appreciate his appearance here on this evening. Um, not only has it meant a lot to us, I know that uh, it will... Um, bring resounding, you know, blessings in his life as well. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be one of those open portals that continuously keep on giving. And, um, you know, I look forward to to, to working with you both uh, until the job is complete, until the job is done, you know what I'm saying, until the wheels fall off. So, Definitely want to definitely say it. I appreciate this, and it was an honor. There was a lot of information exchanged here tonight. Uh, I think you know we all had an opportunity to even grow on this call. So I that, appreciate it, man. You know, so it's like like absolutely. I'm here, and at the same time, you know, a fan, man, a fan of uh, y'all information, a fan of you know, just just. You know, y'all my teachers, man. Teachers, like, you know, just, just that information, even on the phone, you know, in all the different languages, you know, whether it's just the energy, whether it's the connection, whether it's just, you know, all, all the knowledge and information, man. It's just, like I say, every interaction is a transaction, and y'all definitely, you know, y'all definitely got, got some, some thoughts and, and you know, some, some information, and y'all a part of my foundation, you know. So I appreciate y'all life, man. I appreciate you know, the air y'all breathe and the information and the job y'all do, man. So that's all we got to do, man. We got to keep working, you know. Indeed. Indeed. I, absolutely. And, you know, we, we know no other way at this point. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully with conversations like this, we can, um, you know, just turn other lights on in other places where there's darkness and bring more workers into the fold. You know what I'm saying? But, there's definitely better days ahead of us in regards to, you know, our approach of that work. You know what I'm saying? Before we had to jimmy the lock, then you had to kick the door down. It's going to come a time where we're walking forward and the doors are swinging open. You know what I'm saying? And that's what collective energy and forward momentum brings. And I feel that that's where we're headed. So I want to say thank you. Um, Vice versa. And, you know, we look forward to doing something in terms of a follow-up program or, you know, even actually an event where we could bring the young brother out, you know, call him, he used to see him, 
You know what I'm saying? You know, he needs to be the same amount of people that come out for them to base. He needs to pack them halls and see the young brother. You know, he needs to be joined on stage by other young people. We need to have a symposium of youth where we just hit him out. So I look forward to getting something like that completed and done. So we will be in contact. I agree, man. I appreciate it. Indeed. All right. Salute to you, uh, Brother Red. If there's anything that you have to part with, how's the time? Uh, just um, to the family in New York. I see everybody on Sunday. Uh, the Dr. Brent celebration at the National Black Theater. And uh, the show tonight was sponsored by Kings County. dot Cartel. dot com. K i n g z k o u n t y. dot b i g c a r t e l. Big Cartel. dot com. And um, you know everything that Blue said to you, uh, I would second that. You know I look forward to doing something in the near future with you and your son. I'm very eager to do that. So, you know, let's just continue to build. Appreciate it. Let's make history. Indeed. You know, but the team came now over here. You know, we riding for the young guy. So, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, peace to the family. We'll see everybody uh, Tuesday, same time, 9 p.m. You know, it's just sending love and light. Peace.